Get it, dude. <laughs> get, get it. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Once upon a time, we were in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, there was like an open mic competition. Was that what it was? No, I think it was um, a contest for the Las Vegas Comedy Festival. Ah, it was a Las Vegas Comedy Festival contest, and the one young man stood out and uh, wound up working with us that weekend, and it's this guy, Josh McDermott, who's on The Fucking Walking Dead now. Yeah, man. How's that happen? I don't know, man. I was just talking to Brian <laughs> about it. Like, I'm... I've hit the jackpot. <laughs> Dude, you got a lottery ticket. You get the Willy Wonka golden ticket. You're I on did. like one of the greatest shows ever. It was my favorite show before I came in. So literally like I hit the fan lottery and I'm just like, I don't know, man. It's weird. It's really surreal to think about like, because that show, I don't know, man, that show in Phoenix that we did, like you were doing a weekend there and then, then they asked the audience after your show to stick around so that they could do this little... It was like a contest or some sort of showcase to select someone to go to this festival. And they put me last. And the first comic goes up and half of your crowd, like oh, most of your crowd stuck around. Half the crowd walks after the first comic. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, man. And I'm sitting in the back next to you. And I hadn't met you. I mean, I'd met you like as I worked at that radio station. But like, you know, we didn't know each other. You're just eating your meal and you're watching this. And I'm looking at you and you're not laughing at anybody because it wasn't funny. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this sucks, man. Like, Rogan's just going to be like, man, these guys fucking suck. Like, he's going to talk trash about us or whatever. <laughs> more and more people keep leaving to, as the show's going on to, to the point that it's like a 500-seat theater and there's like 30 people left by the time I get up. And I didn't give a shit at that point. And literally, I heard you laughing the loudest in the back at my set. And I'm like, well, that's a victory, I guess. And then I got to go to the festival, and that was fun and everything. But, like, you literally, you asked me, you're like, hey, you know, you want to open for me the rest of the weekend. And that just kind of set me on this path to come to L.A. and pursue acting and to continue to do stand-up and all that, dude. Like, I don't know how much you realize, like, how important you've been to me, man. <laughs> that's Seriously. Crazy. That's ridiculous. Like, I wouldn't be here. I literally wouldn't be here. Wow. Well, that's amazing because you're you're fucking fantastic on that show, dude. So it was Thanks, all dude. meant to be. Thank it's you. Just one of those things. Yeah. Well, I don't believe in fate, but if I did believe in fate, there's plenty of evidence. There's plenty of evidence. <laughs> yeah. Right? And if there's a fucking Bill Hicks biopic, dude, you're playing him. You're not the first person to tell me <laughs> Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Russell Crowe's got like got the rights to some like Bill's story or something. Yeah. Well, they'll probably ruin it. It's it's probably <laughs> not something you want to be involved with anyway. I mean, it's like, it seems yeah. like every time they do a story about a guy that it was a real person, they just butchered the reality and fuck with it and weren't they doing something it. with Kinnison a while ago? Supposedly, yeah. Like, I saw some trailer come out with some guy. I don't remember who he. Like I recognize him from different movies, but like. He was on stage just being Sam, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But that was like five years ago, and I hadn't heard anything about that. I haven't seen that. I never saw a trailer. I know who it was. It was in that movie Take Me Home Tonight with Topher Grace. He played one of the guys, like his friend in it, Dan. Josh Gad. It? it wasn't Josh. He was a Josh Gad type. It says Josh Gad to play. No. Going to play Sam. This King was a while. Dude, this was a while have, ago. Like, swapped in and out because the project's probably been in, on the shelf for so long. Yeah. They'll fuck it up. They'll they make will. him they something that he wasn't. They always do that because they're doing that prior movie too, aren't They'll they? They'll fuck that up too. <laughs> I think that already came out, yeah? The prior movie? No, no. You're thinking of the Jimi Hendrix movie. Oh. That came out. That was dog shit. <laughs> 
They they've ruined them, man. I mean, you know, there's this guy uh, Mark Schultz, and he was the Olympic wrestler that uh, his brother oh, yeah. Dave Schultz got killed by that guy John Dupont, that crazy millionaire uh -huh. billionaire guy in Connecticut. They fucked that up, man. I, I went to see that movie, and you know, he was he he's Mark Schultz made a bunch of tweets about it. About how pissed off he was. Yeah. About the they fucked with his story. They fucked with his timeline. They fucked with how much success he actually had as a wrestler before he went to. He was already an Olympic gold medalist and a world champion. They made it out like he was struggling. And sure. They added a bunch of weird gay shit. They 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 changed the timeline of when he fought in the UFC. And the UFC fought a white guy instead of a black guy. Oh jeez. They changed the timeline of the UFC. They made the UFC in 1987. It didn't even exist until 1993. Like Hollywood is filled with assholes. <laughs> Just filled with assholes that think that they can alter reality. We're talking about a real life story, a guy's real fucking story. Yeah, it's they do seem to screw it up a lot, but I don't really know. Is there anyone that they've done that they've? Has there been a movie that we kind of go, oh yeah, that's pretty great? You Never. Know? Lenny, Dustin Hoffman played Lenny Bruce, and he fucking nailed it. Yeah, it was, and it was a really good movie. Like if you watch that movie Lenny, you really feel like you kind of understand what Lenny Bruce was going through. This is back when he was being uh, tried for censorship. He would mm -hmm. he would he would go in front of these courts and they would make they would do his act. They would read his act out loud, like the words that he said, and yeah. then convict him for these uh, these profanity charges. I mean, that guy really fucking paved the path. If it wasn't for him, you and I wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for the the guys that like him and George Carlin, the guys that actually went to jail for saying words that we say on a regular basis. Right. That was 50 fucking years ago. Wasn't that long ago? I know. It's crazy if you really stop and think it's about insanity, it. insanity, man. Did you see that preview for the new uh, NWA movie? That looks pretty legit. I mean, it's a great trailer. No, that's but... a documentary, yeah. isn't it? No, no, no. It's uh, actually a. It's just about them growing up. Oh, it's up like a the... biopic? Yeah. It's oh, kind wow. of like... And they have a guy that looks kind of like Ice Cube. and it kind... I mean, he sounds just like Ice Cube. It's really mm. neat. Who's in it? A uh, bunch of no-names, mostly. But uh, I guess that's why uh, the whole thing happened with uh, the big guy, TMZ. Josh guy. McDermott tweeting while he's on a fucking podcast. Can't I'm, do it. Put it down. I'm trying I'm trying to find that guy. <laughs> Which guy? He the Sam Kinison guy. He already found it. Yeah. He put the picture up on yeah. the human. Yeah, check. Here. This isn't it. How dare you? <laughs> you were making such a big deal over there. That, there yeah, this. What oh, is it's that? a screen test. Dan Fogler screen test. Tony Winner, is that who the guy is? Well, that's a screen test. Hold on, stop. That's a screen test. That's not a trailer. Yeah, I didn't that, right. I didn't know it was a screen test when I watched it. It did I mean I would have known if it said screen test, but wherever uh Yeah, I mean, I mean I saw that it, might not know. be him. I mean either way, they'll ruin it. Probably. <laughs> but you if they do they a Bill Hicks one and they're gonna ruin it and give you a lot of money. I say fuck I'd rather if it. we're gonna ruin it, I'd rather it be me ruining it than someone else. <laughs> you know, let's let's have some respect for the guy. Dude, that character you play in The Walking Dead is very unusual. That's a weird character, like a strange sort of pseudo autistic, really intelligent but yeah. fucked up dude involved in like one of the like. It's not, the show's not even about the monsters anymore. No. It's about the humans and, and their interactions with each other and just them surviving you know the um the apocalypse i mean the biggest threat isn't yeah isn't the zombies it's you know 
the guy with the eye patch, the governor, or it's like someone else going like, you got food and water, I want that. Yeah. You know, that's what's really scary. But this character, you know, it's kind of funny when I hear people like really simplify him and go, he's just weird. And I'm like, mm, okay. There's a lot more than that. There's a lot more to him. He's very complex. And, um, you know, it's fun to play a different character on in this world where like, you know, obviously you got guys like, you know, Daryl or Michonne who are just like epic badasses. Mm-hmm. And th- obviously those people are probably going to rise to the top in this world. You know, just people who are physically fit and can just, you know, do whatever they have to do to survive. This guy is like completely opposite. And that's what becomes fun about playing him is that, you know, you just wouldn't expect that. I think I have a theory that if most if the apocalypse happened, most people would be more like Eugene right. than they would like Daryl. Yeah, most likely. Did you know the the whole character arc, like what was going to happen to him? Like, I mean, I don't want to give away too much. If you if you're one of those people that binge watches, stop it now because we're <laughs> probably going to talk too much about the show. We'll fuck it up for you. Spoiler yeah. alert! I um, well, obviously the show is based on a comic, so you know the information is out there from there. But on the show, they like to do they like to deviate from the storylines on the comics. And How that much sort of do thing. they deviate? I mean, they'll just create brand new storylines for people. Um, again, if you haven't watched this last weekend's episode, there was a major character death. But his death, you know, he dies in the comics, but the death in, on the show was not how they did it in the comics. Uh. Um, there was another character that that guy's death was this guy from last weekend's death in the comics. And it's so it just gets mixed around. Um, but with... Uh, so I knew that, you know, when I took the job, I knew the, uh, the big reveals that my character would have. And this is weird to be talking about it in vague terms. I feel like if you haven't seen it by now. Yeah, fuck you if you haven't seen yeah, it by so now. So when we find out, <laughs> if we have, so we find out Eugene, now. Eugene was lying about knowing the cure, but the moment, because I, I came out in season four, I knew that um, he was lying the whole time. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, I don't think some of the other actors knew. Because you know, they don't read the comics, they don't really tell us what's going on with other people's storylines. Right, and so, you don't know necessarily whether they're going to stick with that storyline that's in the comic or whether they're going to deviate. Right, and so that's where, like, you know, I knew that I was lying, and that uh, once I once that was revealed, like all bets are off. Like I don't know how much longer I have. Right, if I'm, you know how much longer I'll be, I'll be on the show because they like to kill off their main characters. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh shit, all right. But this either way, great. man, this is gonna launch you, dude. I mean, you're you're on one of the best shows ever, dude. It ever. is insane. It's epic. It's so good. I watched last night's and I was squeezing my wife's hand while the show. I watched it. I didn't, you know, this week's episode. I didn't watch it until last night. I'm just, she's like, let go of my hand. Let go of my hand. I'm like, <laughs> you, you get fucking crazy. It's such a good show. And it wasn't for a while. It was really good in the beginning. And then it was like a little dip where I was like, oh, don't go Dexter on me, you fucks. Yeah. Don't, don't fail. But then it pulled out like a phoenix rose from the ashes, even greater than before. I know, man. It's it's insanity. Because, like, so the guy who runs our show now, Scott Gimple, he, and I don't really pay attention to who writes episodes. Like, I, I'm just like, oh, it's my favorite episode. But I'm not, like, looking up who wrote it. So I started going back and looking at my favorite episodes, and I found out who wrote it, and it was Scott Gimple. So my favorite episodes from season three was that episode Clear, where they're in that dude's apartment, and he's got all the writing on the wall, and, like, he's gone absolutely crazy. Do you remember this guy? Yeah. And so Scott Gimple wrote that episode. I was like, oh, this is awesome. It's one of my favorite episodes. And then the other favorite episode of mine was um, when Sophia, the little girl, came out of the barn, and she was a zombie, and they had to kill her. And it's like... 
he wrote that episode, and I'm like, okay, so this guy running the show now has written my favorite episodes all along, and it's like he's like the best guy to be running the show because you're right. I think you know it did kind of take a dip. It was still a good show, but it's just like it just kind of like plateaued for a moment. This is just me observing as a fan. You know what it felt like? It felt like a regular show. It's like it was so extraordinary in the beginning, mm-hmm. like the character arc between. Rick and his buddy who was banging his wife because they thought Rick was dead, like all that crazy shit. It was so much nutty tension. It's just like it left you in this weird space while you're watching yeah. it where you didn't know what to expect. And then the zombies were new at that point, and it was, it was, it was so much going on. It was like, whoa. Every time the, the, you know, it would fade to black at the end of the episode, you'd be like, fuck. <laughs> you, know, you just have to catch your breath. And then it got to be like a lazy Hollywood show. And I was like, what happened? Did some fuckhead producer weasel his way into a position of power and start manipulating shit and trying to turn it into another episode of Coach or something like that? Yeah. It just, you know, it, Craig sort of, T. Nelson shows it, it up. It felt like something happened like that. Like it just became like a regular show. I don't know the specifics, but um, Frank Darabont, you know, Shawshank Redemption is a great Hollywood screenwriter and director developed the show from the comics and then he he was in charge of it the first two seasons but then he left after the second season and so so it's about the third season that they kind of went over some rocky terrain like you know they did there were some great episodes my my favorite episode is in season three but there they just didn't really hit it was very inconsistent and so then when scott gable took over season four it just took right off took right off it's amazing now God damn, it's a good show. He's deve- you know, because I think just as when I'm watching it as a fan, I would it would kind of get boring at times where I'd be like, oh, okay, like they run out of supplies and so they're gonna go on a run and oh, a zombie pops out, kill it, and then yeah, you know, r- rinse, repeat, whatever. So, but now they're like really developing the characters and like bringing them. You know, we're learning so much more about them. It's like freaking great well it's make it makes me nervous every time there's a new scene it's like it's it's so good right now every time there's a new scene like when they entered into that community where uh the the, the kid who played chris rock grew up in yeah and as soon as you enter in the community i'm like oh fuck yeah you know like what's happening Dangerous. here like your fucking pulse starts racing you start getting sweaty hands especially like, when Jesus. they're like a little nonchalant about yeah. it like they're just coming in just maybe checking around you're like oh no you got to be looking everywhere at this point it's so good man and when he got bit like you see just a shadow behind him just a brief shadow yeah before it comes up it's like it's not enough that you you know you see it clearly coming it's like oh fuck what is that what yeah. is that is that is that the kid that he's with or is that someone else right Who, who's the fucking shadow man who's the fucking sh- ah, he's getting get bit. Bit. Shit, fuck. <laughs> the great thing about that bite was that it happened like 20 minutes into the episode as yeah. opposed to like sometimes they'll wait till the very end and it's like oh no and then they just and then the episode ends like yeah. he get bit he gets bit and then he has these you know hallucinogenic dreams and all this about these you know past characters are coming back and all this stuff i mean it was like a very robert kirkman the guy who created the the comics was saying like it's going to be a fan favorite episode and it's going to be a fan hated episode because it's like it's a very poetic type of uh, episode that they wrote. I really love that dude too. I'm gonna miss him. He's the that best sucks. dude. He's so funny, man. Is he? You gotta in get him life? in here. He's like the funniest guy. He's very subtle, and then you just get him on a roll, and he's just like large and gregarious. Like he mispronounces everything, and I don't know if he's doing it as a bit, like, like Joey Diaz. Yeah, <laughs> like he goes. So there was some. I guess he went to like University of Virginia or something, and they're. 
or some some school in Virginia, and, and they're like doing away with SAT scores. They're only going to focus on the GPA now. And then he retweets it and puts at the front, "Oh hell yeah, my alma mater." <laughs> Marda, M-A-R-D-A. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, you don't know if he's like kidding or not, but like we were over at the table where they keep all the food one day when we were filming, and he's just going, yeah, yeah. I go, oh, you see something you like? He's like, yeah, I'm gonna eat me some beef jersey. <laughs> and I, like i just look at him i don't know i don't laugh i'm like is he just like dumb or is he doing this on purpose like he's the funniest guy he's so That's funny hilarious i'll hook it up I'll, I'll get i'll get him in here he's great because he's off doing another show now i guess yeah it's it, i mean it's got to be weird when you're on like an amazing show and then all of a sudden you're dead it ends yeah. yeah it ends for you and you sit back and you're watching it as it's still on television you watch all the guys you worked with mm-hmm. you know and occasionally they bring you back for some dream sequence and you're yeah <laughs> and you're thinking you know it's very cliche to say but it's so real like like we're just a major like a big family there you know because we're in the woods in georgia it's the worst time of year to be there it's hot and humid fighting off ticks and bugs and these things called chiggers that like burrow into your skin and everything and then you're just out there like with your friends and family yeah and it's great and all of a sudden now you die and you can't come to work anymore you can't come to this horrible environment (laughs) anymore and you just want it so bad but um you know we'd go around and we do all these like comic-con conventions and stuff which is like dude that is trippy but like we get to hang out then and everything so you never really fully you know disappear that dude who was um, Rick's buddy, what was his name? Shane. Shane, yeah. yeah. That guy is in a lot of shit. Like, he's in a lot of movies. Dude, he's really he's good. He's blown up. He's really Did good. Did you see Fury? No. Fury was great. Um, I don't know if it was based on a true story or not, the Brad Pitt tank movie, but John Bernthal, that's the character, the, the actor's name, phenomenal. Like, I was surprised he didn't get nominated for an Oscar. He that. was great in The Wolf of Wall Street, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's really good. He's uh, he's like a ex-boxer or something. So, like, everything he ever does is very physical. All his roles, he wants to just be... I mean, he treats it like he's in the boxing ring. Didn't he get in trouble for beating somebody up? Something happened? Yeah, I think... Um, well, he's, he, he has pit bulls. I think he rescues pit bulls. And then, you know, he lives in L.A. and some douchebag was complaining about his pit bulls or whatever. And then his pit bulls started getting a little feisty and angry. And then I think... I think he just popped him in the face. Oh, how he rude. Just... <laughs> <laughs> like a gentleman. I, mean, I don't know. There's probably stories about it online, but I think the guy was just like, oh, pit bulls, whatever they fuck you. Boom. <laughs> you know? Wow. Like one of those things. But he's a great guy. He's really cool. Yeah, he's a really good actor, too. Yeah. That's a, that whole arc, that story arc between him and Rick was just suck. Oh, well, God. He, I've done just as many episodes as him. Now, granted, like he was at the forefront with like, you know all his uh, with the, with the storylines and stuff. But I've done just as many episodes, but like he is just like at this other level. I can't ever compare with. You know what do you mean? Well, he. I mean, he's just like the, it was such an iconic character in this huge storyline within that show. So the first season was only six episodes, and then I did four episodes my first season. So like, and then he dies the next season, and I did just as many episodes as him. 
Does that make sense? Like sort of, yeah. Together we've done the saying. same amount of episodes, but he's just like at this other level in terms of like how people remember him and like the character and all that. It's well, that's such crazy. a classic scenario too, like coveting thy neighbor's wife. You know, that's like that's the big thing with with men. Like the one of the men's biggest fear is that their best friend winds up fucking their girlfriend. Yeah, man. You know I mean, that is a big or their wife or the mother of their children. You know, I mean, and becomes the father to their son. You know, I mean, there's that's like, and he wanted to take over, and he tried to kill him. I mean, that whole that whole thing was like I so know. intense. It's such a crazy dynamic. And the kid, yeah, the kid's amazing. The kid's going to to Shane for advice. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's like Rick's getting pissed. Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. It was it was intense. It was intense, and it it, it brought you into this this changing dynamic of the zombies not being the problem, the people being the problem. Yeah, and how the people react when they have to formulate their own rules. You know, I mean, yeah. everybody that says like uh, like preppers, everybody says I'm ready. You know, I got my fucking cans. Like you ain't ready for shit, no. dude. Because it ain't about that. It's no. it's it's about how you react to all these thinking animals that are trying to get what you have now because they're starving to death. Right. Because that's what the fuck happens when the if if the apocalypse happens, like if the big one hits, you want to be right where it hits. You want the earth to open up, suck you in, and close shut. <laughs> don't die of starvation. Don't no. die because people are eating you like. Terminus, you you want to you know you don't want to be the guy who gets baseball batted and then gets your fucking throat cut into that that the trough. Trough, yeah. You know you want to be the guy who the meteor hits right on your face. Yeah. You know <laughs> <laughs> the meteor that wipes out the power grid. You want it to land right, right on, on your, your head. face. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean really if you're gonna go fuck fuck going a year later or ten years later or. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, obviously my character was saying that he had a cure and everything. There's probably going to be no cure. If everything starts getting overrun at that point, right. they're not going to figure out how to reverse it or how to fix it. So, yeah, you want to go first. Well, not only that, not only is there no cure, but everyone's infected. Yeah. That's what's the most fucked up thing when you find out that everyone who dies becomes a zombie. Like when Shane died and he became a zombie, and you're like, okay, this is nuts. Like there's no way out. Right. Like your, your way out is gone. Right. Because everyone's a fucking zombie. So if you make a kid and the kid is just born into your family and, and no one, and that kid dies, it's a fucking zombie. Right. Everyone's a zombie. Somehow. Somehow. Has, it's I don't crazy, know if that, man. does that ever get explained? Don't tell me. Um, don't no, I don't think there's, I don't think they're just going to, they don't have time to sit around and figure that out. <laughs> I think it's just like, we got to find a can of beans, man. <laughs> we got to find some fish. Wait, no, guys, hold on. We need to talk about this. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a weird fucking weird scenario. The idea of being the last remaining survivors. Yeah, and like, did you see the road? Uh, who was that? That was that very bleak post-apocalyptic movie with uh, what the fuck is that dude's name? Vitor Morgensen. What's his name? Vigo Morgensen. Vigo Morgensen. I feel like yeah. I did. I watched it for five minutes until he was teaching his son how to shoot himself in the mouth. This is what you do if you know if it's all over. You stick the. I'm like, ah, we're good. I don't need to see this shit. I just don't. I just don't need to see this. I mean, what am I going to get out of this? I'm going to feel depressed. You yeah. Know, there's not even any monsters. At least The Walking Dead gives me monsters. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, the thing, the the cool thing about The Walking Dead too is they're always trying to maintain some sort of humanity, some sort of like you know, civility. Yeah, yeah. Some rules and everything. And they're constantly like, even this last week's episode, they're just like, yeah, I've given up. Screw it. Like, yeah. I, I wanted to kill that person, not because of what they did, but just fuck them, you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, geez, like, it's all falling away. 
and uh, that's kind of where the the season's going. It's just going to get crazier. I wasn't a big fan of that hospital. The chick wearing makeup and all that. I'm like, come on, get the fuck out of here with all this. That was I thought that was a little ridiculous. Like she's way too groomed. She's on her fucking bicycle every day, working out. Everyone's scared of her. Like that, I didn't buy that at all. <laughs> I felt like that chick would have lasted about an hour, where somebody punched her in the face, took her gun, shot her in the head. Fucked her dead body, threw her <laughs> off the top of the roof. Like, she's evil. Get out of here, you fucking crazy lipstick-wearing cunt. I, there's a few guys I didn't, the guy with the eye patch. Get the fuck out of here. That guy's a dead, he's dead. He's not going to live. You can't even see shit that's coming from the right side, dude. You're not going to survive. That is not, you're not running anything, okay? I don't buy it. Oh, he's extra evil? He doesn't even have superpowers. Like, how's that guy going to run shit? He's manipulative. How? How? He's not even manipulative. He's not even demonstrably manipulative. You know, it's like what? What is he doing? Just fucking. It's weak. It's weak. Weak game. He's got a weak cult game. <laughs> Damn it! Stand on my left. I can't see you. <laughs> God, man. Yeah, there was like you know there was a few bad guys and a few moments that I just thought were ridiculous, but it's the overall quality of the show that just it keeps. It keeps surprising you, and it keeps drawing you in, and it just keeps making you think, like, what would you do if you were stuck in that kind of a scenario? Would yeah. you would you just climb to the highest building and just close your eyes and fucking jump off? Like, what would you do? Yeah, I don't know. I would, I would try and survive, and I would probably be one of the first to go is what I would do personally. <laughs> I would try, I'd be like, okay, I got this, and then I'd get bit. Like, what about you? Exactly what I would do. You don't even watch no, actually, the show. Actually, I would hide man. and sleep. No, I, I started watching it, but I got to the the season three, and then I, I stopped, and I just haven't gone back. But I've read the comics uh, a lot, most of them. Oh wow! Uh, which uh, I, I enjoy. And in in looking at the comics, there there, sh there should be like what eleven or twelve seasons up to already written. Dude, they imagine. got Something so many like storylines. It's not even. Funny. Well, it's I a mean, it's a money machine. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it makes so much money. It's so good. One of the things is I watch it on the um, uh, on Apple TV, uh -huh. which is the only way to watch it. Watching it on AMC, it's like you just want to fucking drive to wherever the people are who who put the commercials in and go, hey, fucking stop, <laughs> fucking stop, come on, man, this yeah. is not cool. You got a Hardee's commercial or a fucking, you know, Carl's Jr. jammed in the middle of murder and mayhem. <laughs> All of a sudden, people are driving the newest Toyota truck. <laughs> We're having a party. Wee wee. It's fucking so distracting and so uncomfortable. When you realize that they're shoving in 18 minutes of fucking commercials in a one-hour show, that's obscene. Yeah, it's rough. It's, it's obscene. It really is obscene. But when you watch it on iTunes, it's fucking awesome because you get yeah. the whole show, no interruptions. Watching, I tried watching it one time, and we paused it. And we just left the room. We go, let's just fucking come back in an hour and fast forward through this bullshit. Like we try to just watch the commercials for a while, and you realize like what an assault that shit is on your attention span. It's just it's an assault on on your 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 reality. Like, you, why do you want me to dip in and out of this world like that? Yeah. It fucks up the whole viewing aspect of the show. Well, I, I mean, I want to validate your opinion there. But. <laughs> but Daddy, Daddy's got to get paid. <laughs> You're going to be killed off next season. Yeah. You say uh, something well, wrong. No, I love <laughs> the commercials, man. <laughs> the commercials are amazing. I wish it was half an hour of them. Joe, would you rather prefer, like, like, like commercials built into the show? Like, they're driving no. a Toyota car instead of having a Toyota commercial? It would have to, the only way, it, w it would have to be 
non-intrusive and there's no way that it would work if it was not intrusive. Like, you know, if you see some people that are fucking starving to death and they find a can of Coke and they drink it and they're sharing it back and forth, it's not going to make you want to go out and buy a Coke. You know, you know that Coke is fucking warm. It's Georgia. <laughs> you know, they're finding it in someone's garage covered in fucking bodies. Three years expired. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it's just... It wouldn't work. And it, it, then when they do do that, they do it like this. Hey, man, do you think we're going to get out of here? Yeah, they're holding it I up. I don't know. <laughs> but this fucking good Coke, I'll tell you what, you know? I mean, there's no way. There's well, they no way had, they could do it. Did y'all ever see, like, the Honest Trailers, those, that YouTube channel, where they do Honest Trailers of movies and TV shows, and they did one for The Walking Dead, where they just, like, pick it apart? It's hilarious. <laughs> but one of the things they were talking about was, like, they were driving around, like, a Hyundai Tucson for a while. And it was always, like, it, this is the apocalypse, so everything's filthy, there's, like, a gross film on things, and but the Hyundai Tucson was, like, immaculate. <laughs> like, they're just cruising through the woods in this thing, and, it, and like, I, I, me personally, I never thought about it. I was never like, oh, I should go buy a, a Tucson or something, but not until I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, I guess that was product pl placement, you know? It had to be, if they're making it clean. There was one episode, I remember, where we were talking about it, we are like, why, is, why are these cars clean? I mean, even when it rains, it doesn't really clean your car that good, you know? Right. I mean, you have right. to fucking have a, a torrential downpour to do a half-assed job of cleaning your car, because bird shit, dirt, it just kind of gets, like, moved around on it. Right. You know? Well, people still have to find their place in the apocalypse, and maybe some people are like, hey, man, I'm just here to wash cars. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're alive. We got cars. Let's polish them up. Let me wash them. Yeah, I don't think that there's going to be uh, ever a show like that that has product placement as opposed to advertising. But I think it's probably likely in other shows. And, like, I mean, you know they do that in, like, when you watch Iron Man, you see him driving an Audi. Yeah. You know, right. Audi paid to get that fucking car in the movie. I mean, it's, it's appropriate for him. It doesn't stick out like a sore thumb. He's driving this cool car. He's a rich dude. It all makes sense. But Well, you look at something like Mad Men, too, which is, like, centered on the world of advertising. But I think the catch-22 with that is, like, like, they can't really do any current, you know, advertising. They're doing all, like, old, like, Lucky Strike cigarettes and this and that. <laughs> they're just like, well, I don't think those are around anymore, are they? You know? Oh, yeah, oh, they're yeah, still they around. Are they around? Yeah. But it's just, you know, yeah. everything they do is, like, from the 60s and whatnot. So unless it's, like, General Electric, which is so vague... Right. You know, still so, like people are like, yeah, that's right. General Electric. I should go buy a stove. I've never watched that show. It's Is good. that a good show? Really? Mad Men? It's good, but it's it's, good. A, it's a little slow. It's I think it's more geared towards women, maybe, because uh, it's very drama kind of. It's not that guy-ish. Like, I just watched it because my girlfriend wanted to watch it, and that's the only reason I watched it. And I kind of got addicted to it, kind of like in a Gilmore Girls kind of way, where you're like, oh, I know all the characters, so it's still Fun to watch. And a Gilmore Girls. You were addicted kind of to the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, I had to watch. I watched all the Gilmore Girls because of the girl I've, I was dating, and I got into it. It was a great show. The girl from <laughs> the Gilmore 40 Girls. Forty years old, man. I know. Lauren from the Gilmore Girls. She yeah, was on a season so of uh, News Radio. Yeah, she's. Oh, hot. was she? She's yeah, hot. yeah. I worked with it. She's very cool. She's a fun chick. Mad Men was a good show. I, I guess it's coming back for their final season. I did a couple episodes of that, and That's like right. it was kind of neat to like be in that world and everything, but. Um, it was one of those shows where like you you kind of hated a bunch of the characters at first and then and you liked some others and then like by season 3 that reversed the people you liked and you now hated and the people you hated oh, really? you now liked and they kind of went through these crazy evolutions and you know I, I think kind of like any show I mean it has its moments where you're like oh, okay maybe I'll skip this episode it's kind of boring me or mm. whatever but 
um, you know, for the most part, it was pretty interesting. The um, the girl, the v very voluptuous redheaded girl, mm -hmm. that's like the big deal in that show. Oh, that Christina a, Hendricks, a yeah. girl who has body fat, you know, but is still sexy. She's like, a slut in the show too. How dare she? Is she? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think she's um, a little, a bit promiscuous. A bit, yeah. That's not slut shame in the fifties, Brian. <laughs> she's also. <laughs> She's a, she's a very she's a strong character though. Yeah. She's a strong woman, you yeah. know, but she I mean they passed her around kind of. She got to be strong episodes, carrying around so. all that weight. Right. It's <laughs> big, big girl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those breasts, you got to you got to have some fucking backbone. Have you seen her that's naked like, photos? No, but I mean for I think for women like to have breasts that are that large is probably really I know it gets really difficult on your back. I dated a girl who had a breast reduction mm -hmm. because her boobs are so big. She was born which is like with really large breasts, wow. and her back always hurt. And then she got her breasts reduced, and she was like, it's like the world took a weight off her shoulders. You don't think about it like that. But if you have, like, double E tits, I mean, that's like those are fucking probably like 20 pounds or something. Yeah. You're carrying around a lot of goddamn meat. That's a lot. I saw her in person at a table read, and her boobs weren't as big as they appear to be on TV or in pictures and stuff. So I think she hmm. just kind of looked... Like a normal person, hmm. but they just maybe push him up a bit. You know what I mean? Oh well, maybe they CGI or spread around a little. <laughs> <laughs> but I've seen her in like photos. She looks uh, very voluptuous, but sexy. Yeah. Like she doesn't look. She's very she's not sexy. Like, she doesn't look like. Listen, bitch. You know you gotta yeah. get off that fucking craft service table. Right. She doesn't look like that. She looks like a normal, healthy, curvy girl. Yeah, right? she just looks normal in real life. We don't but have to you talk know. about this chick's body. It's probably. Imagine if you're her. Listen to this. I love how that, that she's like the number one photoshopped girl on the internet. There's like thousands of photos oh because there's so many fans that that are in love with her boobs, so they overdo it. Yeah, but you're showing <laughs> porn, dummy. Huh? There's porn there. Oh yeah, but I mean, I'm talking yeah, but about don't, like don't don't no, pull not, that up. No, I'm just showing it to you. See it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just showing it to you. But she was she was a part of the fappening or the f whatever it was the called. Fappening. Yeah, where people. Uh, Oh, when they got the f the cloud photos? Yeah. People in their goddamn cloud photos. Oh. So she had a lot of naked ones? I think she had three, if I remember. Good for her. Yeah. Let it shine, girl. That sh the, Those shows about alternative times are always odd, too. You know, those shows that they're doing, like, in, from the 1950s or the 1960s. Like, yeah. Those are period piece shows are always very strange. I think you got to have someone who's like autistic running that show, you know, someone who just like can consume all the knowledge from within that time, er that era. So they can just like, you know, do that. Because for me, if I were like writing on a show that took place in the 60s, I would be putting in and then he grabbed his iPhone or whatever. Like I wouldn't be thinking, I'm like, oh, God, we're in the 60s. Like yeah. you just need like this, this super nerd who just knows everything about the 60s and that's it. Well, that's what we were talking about with that movie Foxcatcher, that they fuck with timelines. Like, mm -hmm. when you're doing something that's historical, it's very important that you stick to the timeline. Because otherwise, why are you even doing an historical movie? Right. Like, just do a movie that's completely fictional, that's, like, influenced by or inspired by a true yeah. story. You're trying to do an actual real story, though. Yeah. That whole story was messed up, though. I mean, the the, the true actual story, the Foxcatcher thing. Oh, I mean, beyond good yeah. grief! Like yeah. I, and Mark Ruffalo was great in it. Amazing. Yeah. And then, um, and How about I even Steve Carell. Steve Carell was awesome. Didn't even seem like the same guy. No, not at you all. Know? And he he played that that role so perfect. The role of this eccentric, nutty, like really fucked up, cokehead, multi millionaire, right. billionaire, whatever he was. 
he played it so well. Like you really believe that he was this guy with no character that had been handed everything to him in his life, and he just didn't understand. Yeah. Oh, that was a good movie. And Channing Tatum. I mean, I'm not like the biggest fan of Why, his he's movies. Because hmm? hmm? well, I don't like him because my hmm? wife likes him. That's it. She there thinks he's good looking, and <laughs> of course. she wishes I had his body. But <laughs> there you go. Um, no, he. You know, I don't know. I'm just not like Magic Mike. I just was like, it wasn't oh, your favorite movie? No. But they were naked and dancing. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't understand you. <laughs> but he was great in Foxcatcher. He was really good. He was he was just walking around. He looked like a giant ape. Yeah, he stuck his lower jaw out. Yeah. Because that's what, uh, like, when you look at Mark Schultz in real life, he has this very prominent, you know, fucking ape-like jaw. Oh, wow. Mark Schultz is a beast, dude. He, it was really weird, the, the way they did the movie, because... They could have easily had him fight the guy that he fought in the UFC in the movie, but instead they made up some guy, mm-hmm. made him fight a white guy. It was really weird. He fought, he fought Gary Goodrich. It happened in 1996. It's a fucking historical fact. Mm-hmm. But in this stupid fucking movie, it was a different guy, and uh, the, the UFC took place like when he was watching it on television. It was in like 87 or 88. Yeah. Like, they fucked with everything in that movie. So they fucked with his accomplishments. Like when he went to the Foxcatcher Farms or whatever the, the the guy called it, he was already a world champion multiple times. He was one of the best wrestlers on earth. And they made it look like he was living in his brother's shadow. Like he wasn't. You know, it's just not true. Yeah. And they did that just to add drama to the storyline. Like this guy needed his brother there in order to rise to the occasion. Like he's the big dumb ape and his brother's really intelligent and a really good wrestler. His yeah. brother was really good, but he was really good too. Yeah, you know, and then they just, they always do that. They'll do it with the Kinnison movie. They'll do it with the Hicks movie. I get trying to spin it a little bit to give, you know, for some dramatic effect or whatever. But, but why? You, you can't say that it's a true yeah. story at that point. But you don't have to spin it when the story is so fucking crazy. I mean, Steve right. Carell's character, that guy John DuPont, was in real life. The things he did were so fucked up and so crazy. Yeah. I mean, he really did shoot Mark Schultz. Marshall's brother Dave in front of his family. He yeah. fucking pulled out a gun and shot him in a cocaine psychosis. Yeah, and that was real. You know, so it's you don't have to you don't have to monkey with that man. Right, it's weird enough. But maybe I mean I'm I'm not like justifying it, but maybe when there's just millions and millions and millions of dollars on the line, yeah. people start overthinking it. There's too many cooks in the kitchen, and ah, we gotta have them fight a white guy. We can't, nah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. They change That's it. That's true. Yeah, that is true. That's not to say it's okay. It's just good grief. But it's weird to do it while the guy's still alive. And yeah. and young. I mean, he's not even, I don't even think he's 50. He's, you know, he's alive and well. And yeah. they're doing a story on his life, and they're changing everything around. Monkey and reality. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's just something that just happens. There's so much money involved in Hollywood. It's just why when when a show like like Game of Thrones, when a show like that comes off, it's almost like like how did this happen? Like how did they make such a, a perfect show? Right. In spite of all the madness that's involved in Hollywood, like how did they figure out to do how to do something so good? I don't know. I mean, look at uh, even recently. I was reading a thing about all these, like that movie Jupiter Ascending. Another, we're just dogpiling Channing Tatum today, but um, <laughs> that movie that just became a. Uh, it just came out and it was something like eighty or a hundred million dollars. I don't know if if we know the the actual budget. And it's like its opening weekend made like ten million, and it's like why are you spending that much money? Like, what was it? 
uh, some sci-fi movie. I don't know if really? it was what if it was based on something. It probably was, since everything is nowadays. But you know, it, it, to for something to cost that much, I mean, that raises the expectations so much. But it's probably because everyone's going, oh, "We got all this money invested. We got to fuck with this. We got to do this and change that, and you know, whatever, whatever." So it's kind of sad that then. You know, you get a, a, a small thing. I don't want to say Game of Thrones is small, but it's like, you know, how is it that that's, like you said, is able to be something so perfect, be something of a high quality? It's It can be done, but they just fuck with it too much. Well, I think Game of Thrones is also HBO, and HBO seems to be, I mean, it's just a, from an outside perspective. I've never worked for them. But they just seem smarter. They seem smarter with their choices. I mean, they put on the Sopranos back when there was nothing like that. Yeah. You know, they, their choices have been, like, they, they very rarely have a dud on HBO. I mean, like, when was the last dud show that HBO put out? I don't know. Yeah, what? see? It's like, you can think of a million shitbag sitcoms and NBC fucking diarrhea out onto America. Right. You know, you could literally, you could just sit down with a pen and paper and write down how many CBS shows made you want to open up a fucking vein. You know, like right. if, if somebody made you watch, you know, Mike and Molly every day for the rest of your life or jump off a bridge, <laughs> like, you'd, you'd have to go, all right, how, many, how long is an episode? It's, it's 30 minutes? All right, I'll watch it. But, Billy Gardell's funny, though. He is funny. He's a great guy. Well, the girl's funny, too, but it's... It's one of those shows. It's like right. they make these mass-produced white bread mayonnaise sandwich shows. Well, and they're doing 26 episodes. Yeah. So five seasons into it, that's well over 100 episodes that they've done. It's like, wh what more do we need to see out of these characters? When you look at Game of Thrones, though, what, what season are we about to start? Season four or five? And they've only done 10 episodes a season. Right. But so it's, it's so epic, though. They have so many C CGI things and the it's scenery. Just, it's a great show from top to bottom. It's a, it must be an insanely expensive show to make, too. I bet. Like that I bet. War, the war with the fucking giants and they're, they're fucking oh my shooting God. giant arrows at these things that are coming through the walls and chasing people. Scary as shit, man. Oh, man. It's such a goddamn good show. But, like, it's interesting, like, a show like, like uh, Mike and Molly, like Billy Gardell, who's a very funny stand-up comic and a great guy. Nobody knows who he is. Right. But everyone knows who that Melissa McCarthy girl is. Yeah. She's on the cover of fucking Rolling Stone. She's in every other Sandra Bullock movie. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, it's weird how that happens. Like, one character from one of those shows will take off, and the other one is, uh, oh, that's that chick's husband. Yeah. You know? It is weird. It's Hollywood. I mean, how do you explain it? How do you explain it, Josh McDermott? <laughs> You're in Hollywood now. I, You're an insider. Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. Don't put me on the spot. Like <laughs> being an in, a Hollywood insider too. Like, do you get like what? Do you, do you get people that are coming up to you now because you're on The Walking Dead and go, "Hey, man, I got this script. I mean, if you could just get it to those guys, I wrote a spec." Yeah, to a point. I mean, I get uh, I get hit up for things a lot. Like I I was telling Brian, I was I'm doing a show tonight, um, and I haven't done stand up in a while. It's been a long time. But the reason I agreed to do this show is because he's like, dude, I'm not going to promote you. I'm not going to say you're on the show, whatever. You know, I won't put you on the flyer. I was like, cool, low expectations. But I'm getting hit up to do shows with these guys. They want to make me the headliner. They want me to. They want to use me to promote their show. I get it. But like, I, I'm going to go up there and shit the bed if right. you put me at the headliner. I haven't performed in a year. Yeah, he hasn't, you, know? you haven't gone up for a year, and you don't miss it. You didn't miss it at all. You said I didn't miss it. 
That's, Dude. Does that scare you? I mean, were you like, I mean, because comedy was your thing before this. That... Yeah, I mean, it, it scares me a little bit, but I, I mean, I just was getting so burned out on it about doing stand up in LA. And like, I would go on the road and I would love being on the road and you get to do a real show and you get to work on new material and you get to like, you know, have fun. And then you come back to LA and I was just like, want to kill myself. Doing these shows. I hated doing stand-up in L.A. I don't know what it was. I would never have a good show. I could never work on new material. I, you know, Honestly, when I would do the Ice House shows, those were like the, the best of the shows that I would do. But then I'm like, you know, I, live at, I live on one side of the town, and it's the show's on the other. And I'm just like, God, on a Friday night, I can drive out there. But, but, you know, it just – and it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. Ultimately, I wanted to be acting. So I just kind of so went. So you, you kind of got into stand-up to act? Or once you started acting, you, you realized you liked it better? A little of both. I think, you know, I, I loved doing stand-up. You know, I did it for 12 years, and then I was like, you know, but I do want to eventually be acting, you know? So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to use this to get in the door. It was just like, I'm going to do stand-up, and I also want to act. But then when I started to kind of dislike stand-up, at least in L.A., I started to love acting more. What's your, what was your issue with stand-up in L.A.? Like you said, you can't do new material. Like, what, do you worry about people are watching and they're worried that you're going to fuck up? No, it was like a weird, um, I don't know. I would like, I would just do a show and I'd run new material. I mean, I don't know what your success rate is. I mean, you've been doing stand-up for what? 26 years. Yeah, 26 years. So I don't know what your success rate is on a new bit that you write. If you're going up and it's like, let's say you're going to try out 10 new minutes you know does seven minutes of it usually work or does three minutes of it usually work off the bat like what is completely you know? varies i mean one yeah. week it could be one minute and the next week it, it could be all 10 I mean, yeah it, it, it week to week it varies uh topic to topic it varies it to me it's all about how inspired i am by what i'm talking about mm -hmm. and if i'm very inspired then i'll find what the energy is in whatever the subject is yeah and if i'm not inspired but i know what you're saying about there's uh, there's a sort of over it that the Hollywood crowds have. The, yeah, the LA they want to see like, a celebrity. Well, they want to see Louis C.K. or Chris over Rock. Come they're in. over it. Yeah. They're over it. They've they've seen a million of them before. They're not. They don't laugh as much. I mean, I've seen like at the comedy store, literally a whole table full of people. Like you know, especially if you watch in the back, that are just sitting there like this with their arms crossed. Yeah, like a whole table full, like not having fun, not enthusiastic. But you go to Pasadena, which is only half hour away, and everybody's having a great time. Right. You go to Irvine, it's only 40 minutes away, right. everybody's having a great time. It's just this, this one center, the L.A. center. The TMZ, the 30-mile zone. It's also like these people, a good percentage of them want to be in show business themselves. Yeah. And people that, like, this fucking friend who's an actor, and it's impossible to watch movies with this fuck. Because he was like, huh, whatever happened to that guy's career? Like, Jesus Christ, can you watch the fucking movie, man? <laughs> what about your career, shithead? Yeah. You know, you're, you don't even have a fucking career, and you're shitting on this guy who's in Jurassic Park. Just stop. Yeah. You know, you can't. They're, they're so self-obsessed that they can't even just enjoy a show. Enjoy a movie. Right. You know, it has to be something about careers or, you know, the... the the, the arc of their life's history. I mean, it can't just be... It becomes a human nature thing that we want to, like, pick apart other people in their successes, but it's, like, heightened when you're in Los Angeles and you're just constantly bombarded with people doing what you're setting out to do 
and maybe you know you're reminded of your failures and that sort of thing i mean it could be that too oh for sure i mean but, they look at you and like you got fucking lucky on that show dude i could have done that what are you doing you're playing a fucking weird guy yeah i could do that yeah <laughs> bro if i was there i fucking i guess what if i was in the fucking audition room before you dude i probably got that so fuck off yeah no you hear that Can i take your order yeah, right, right. You hear that? Well, you definitely do. You you know you get definitely get people that for some reason resent you for you know going to the audition, getting on the show, and they're watching you on television. They've seen you in real life, and they're like, "Man, that'd been the perfect show for me." Yeah. For the most part, though, the fans have been great, but there are those guys, those those people, just like at least centered in Los Angeles, where you're just like, you know. You're, you encounter them and they are completely negative and oh, I could have done that, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. But, you know, when I say I, I didn't miss it, it's not that, you know, it's not like I was just sitting on my couch. I was doing something really fun. Right. You know, so I was like, it's not like I had this thing tugging me. I had like a an open invitation to go do the clubs in Atlanta when I was living there and um, I just never was able to make it. I was exhausted all the time. Yeah, you what, you were, uh, what are the long hours? Like you, do, you guys are working on set. I mean, I'm... I'm usually up like at 3:30 in the morning, and I drive oh, an hour geez. south to um, where we shoot. You know, because we an live in hour. Atlanta, but we we shoot an hour south. Well, I mean, I could live down where we shoot, but there's like literally nothing to do. I would go crazy. Oh, okay. So you know, I just do a quick little drive back up to uh, Atlanta. But uh, so you're up at 3:30 in the morning. 3:30 in the morning. You get down there five there, in the morning. Five. Yeah, I'm one of the first guys on set because I got they got to put my mullet in. You know, <laughs> so literally, does, they need a time to put the mullet did in. You think, man, if I just grow out a mullet for real, I fucking save a lot of time. I want to have a social life, man. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, you could be rocking that mullet out, and people be like, "That's a fucking yeah, guy, man." A, yeah, I know. I throw a hat on, and then that, no one knows. But if I walk around with that guy who plays Abraham, Mike Cudlitz, mm -hmm. he's got that handlebar mustache. Oh yeah, like he can't get away from it at all. I can put a hat on, no one knows, but he he can't get away from that mustache. Oh, he has it's like to orange. You know, does he have to? wear that mustache all year round yeah oh yeah so right now he's growing it out like in a beard so when you get to like when you get to the end of the season how much time do you guys have between the you're wrapped for the season and how much downtime do you have oh we wrapped in no uh like right the week before thanksgiving so november and then um the show doesn't come back until late april and so do you have like a contract clause like you can't gain weight you can't shave your head you can't yeah, there's some stuff. I mean, I think I don't know specifically those sorts of things. I think it's just all common sense. Right. You know? Yeah. Don't gain sense. weight. Don't lose weight. Don't, you know, cut your hair. You don't know? get crazy. This is a show looking for people to kill off. I don't want to give them a reason. <laughs> yeah. I come back and I'm, I, I look like Chris Pratt. I'm ripped all of a sudden. They're like, ah, and, and that, let's They go. would probably work that in their storyline. Maybe. You could be dancing. I would. Magic Mike style. Yeah. I would. I mean, I I find it believable if someone's going to lose weight. Like, I don't know if you watched Lost, but that guy Hurley, Hurley. Mm -hmm. yeah. never lost weight. He gained weight, actually. It yeah. Seems like. Well, it's because he got money and he started eating good. Yeah. What, that's <laughs> what exactly happens. What it is. But you, you know, it's like they're on a desert island. Like you, you would lose weight. A lot. A of lot fucking of weight. weight. Yeah. You're just eating pineapple all the time yeah. or whatever. Like just lose the weight. There's man. no gluten on an island. Right. <laughs> Every island is gluten free. <laughs> You either bring your own gluten or you get none. That guy, like, it's sad when you see a guy like that because, you know, like, that guy's so typecast and so, 
so morbidly obese. Yeah. It's like you, you were on a huge show, lost, giant show, and then nothing. Nothing. He's on yeah. Hawaii Five O. Him and the Asian guy was on both on that show. It's weird. It's like lost, but now they're cops. Like recurring. Oh, they <laughs> probably kept him in Hawaii. Like, look, you're in Hawaii already. Yeah. You want to work here? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, I saw him he, in Burbank the other day, and I think he was on a date or something like that. And he, he's the girl he was with, like literally came up to his belt and just this little small girl, and he's this huge, big Joey oh Diaz God. guy. It's so he's weird. way bigger than Joey yeah, Diaz. He's way bigger. Like than twice Joey Diaz. the size. Yeah, he's yeah. like a Ralphie Mae style more than Joey oh Diaz. Oh my God. How tall is he? Is he a tall guy? He was taller than that, taller than me. I was way taller than I thought he was. I wonder how much he weighs. Five hundred pounds. You think five hundred? It's a big boy. Four hundred at least. Joey got to like four fifty. Good. Grief. You know, when Joey was at his largest, he was. You know, people get big. It's a lot yeah. of goddamn weight. I used to weigh three hundred. Did at you one really? Point. Yeah. Holy shit! Man. And then uh, I went down to two twenty. I mean, I dropped like eighty pounds. What did you and do? Then just. You know what? It's it's this fad thing called eating right and exercising. <laughs> <laughs> People should try it. But you know what? I got a problem with eating Mexican food and overeating and all that stuff. So and then just being lazy. So then I yo-yo. I get back up to 260 and then I go to 240 and I'm just all over the place. You know, but my dad's a huge guy. You know, I got big guys in my family. I'm just afraid that I'm kind of in a sense predisposition to do that unless I Work my ass off. Yeah, jeans are a motherfucker, dude. You see some people, like, you see their kids. Their kids are three, and they have these gigantic Michelin tire arms. You're like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of it has to be diet, but it's very clear that some people can eat anything they fucking want and yeah. never gain any weight at all. Well, they show these kids on Maury Povich where, the, like, he's, like, trying to confront the parents of these obese children. And then they just like have the kid in the green room and they're just, they set a camera on him and there's this giant bowl of Cheetos and the kid's two years old and he weighs 80 pounds and he's just like wolfing down Cheetos oh. and it's like, that's like every day for them. That shit is so bad for you. Most of the American snacks that you buy, like oh, yeah. most like Cheetos and Doritos and all that stuff, it's just they're filled with hydrogenated oils and fucking fats that your body has a really hard time digesting and artificial colors. Your body's like, what the fuck is the diarrhea? Blah. Your body just has no idea what to do with it all. But sometimes it's so good. So good. Man. <laughs> dude, spicy Doritos. Oreos. Oh, oh dude. Forget about it. Especially if you're high. If you're high and just you're hungry and you, you open the cabinet and they're there and you go, Yes. Yeah. You don't even think. You just go give it to me. I never I never buy that stuff. But if I see it out, like if if there was a bag of Doritos here, I'd eat the whole thing. <laughs> the craft service table at the Walking That's Dead. The worst man. <laughs> do you have worst. a craft service table out in the sun? Like how does that work? Yeah, it's um they just well they put a tent over it, but yeah, they just have and you can order anything you want. You can say, give me a grilled cheese sandwich or a quesadilla. They'll go make it for you. Right. And so I always try to have someone else order for me so that they order something healthy. Uh. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm ordering you know, chicken quesadillas, and then I order something else. But um, So then, of course, like the actor thing is to get like turkey wrapped in lettuce. That's the like actor thing? Avocado. All the actors yeah. eat that. Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. They try to pretend they're eating healthy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm healthy. I'm not like you. I'm so superior. <laughs> I have all these healthy fats. <laughs> Omega-3s, bro. I graze, though. That's the problem I always had with the fucking craft service tables. I would just graze. And yeah. I'd be upset at myself. Like, why did I just eat 80 M&Ms? 
Because that's know, what they—that's what they put out. Yeah. They're there, and you're just like, you get a handful. You're like, all right, you like justify it. I'm just gonna have a handful. Then you're like, oh shit, I got another hand. So you, <laughs> you know, scoop up some more. You know, it's I have the, I have the biggest problem with all that stuff. Kevin James brought a fucking trailer on his uh, when he one of his movies, and the trailer it was like you know like a regular big moving trailer, and it was filled with exercise equipment. Oh, I thought you were gonna say food, like, food man. <laughs> Just ho hos and ring dings, and fucking donuts. Because I've and heard shit. they do that. Like The Rock does that. He's got a whole trailer, or Will Smith might have like a big bus full yeah. of extra. Like that's great. Well, I think that's where Kevin got it from. I think he got it from Will Smith when he did that movie with him. He did a oh, movie yeah. with Will Smith, and he, he was pretty inspired by that guy. But um, I think that's a common thing. They have these trailers that they rent. And you get in them, and they have everything. And they had a tanning booth in it, too. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> over the top. You can go lie down and get a tan. But you can, you know, you could get, a, like, a full workout in right there on the set. So, like, he was doing that Here Comes the Boom movie where he had to play a fighter. So oh, yeah. He, he lost his shitload of he weight. He gained it way back. Like, yeah. double time. I just oh, saw really? the preview for that. For some reason, they made a sequel to Paul Black, or that Mall, Mall Cop yeah. sequel. No. And, holy cow, he's big he's, yeah he's really he got big. big he got big again it was but i mean why did he lose weight was it because of or uh gain the weight back was it because of habits or is it because maybe he thought he's not that funny if he's skinny or like you know what i mean like that's the kind of mentality that it, that people have at least in this industry sometimes of well, like i'm a funny fat guy i'm not gonna be a funny skinny guy when i you know kevin and i when we were young um when we first moved to la in like the 1990s um, he had an agent at the time that I talked him into firing, but uh, that's one of the things that his agent said to him: "When you're losing weight, you're losing roles." Oh, he God. told him not to be healthy because it's bad for your career. I go, and, he, and I was saying, "Do you look around? Look at all these people on TV. Yeah, How, are they all fat? Is it the only way to be on TV? Do you have to be fat? What, what are you telling me? You're not going to be funny if you get skinny. You're funny. You're funny because your brain, dude. Your, your brain's going to work better if you're yeah. skinnier. It's for him. Kevin doesn't have any real vices." Like, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke weed, he doesn't like to do drugs. He's His thing is food. He fucking loves food. The yeah. way he talks about food is like the way a guy who is getting out of 20 years in prison talks about the first sex he's going to have. Right. You know, he talks about it like, I can't this fucking, these chicken parm sandwiches, they got this, this, this <laughs> crust they have on them. It's fucking just golden brown, toasted, not burnt, but just slightly, slightly brown. And the sauce, the sauce and the, the melted mozzarella cheese. And oh, he'll talk about it. Like he just, he told me about the best cheeseburger place in Encino. There's apparently this donut place in Encino, Lucky's or something like that. And they also have cheeseburgers. I never went there. Because, you know, what the fuck? It's just a cheeseburger. I'm not traveling for a cheeseburger. <laughs> right. I mean, how good could it be? Yeah. But listening to him describe it almost got me to drive there. It was like <laughs> it was like porn. To him, it's like porn. Like, yeah. It's clearly a vice. Well, that was a problem John Candy had. Yeah. You know? It's a common when problem. There was, I was talking to, there was that movie he did, Summer Rental, and um, I don't know, it was like 1984 or something, and he was literally at his skinniest he's like ever been in any of his movies when he was doing that movie and I was talking to the guy who wrote that and was like one of the producers and he said every day they would go in you know break into his hotel room while he's on set and steal all the like food that he had taken from the Squirrel set away. yeah and like he had like he showed up with suitcases full of junk food wow like several suitcases and they're like in they had to literally take that stuff away from him so that he wouldn't eat it and like yo-yo his weight 
while they were shooting out a sequence or whatever. Like, and he was at his skinniest, and he, well, he was still a big guy. But some people have a problem with. That. I got a problem with him, man. He still ate himself to death. Yeah. Well, I mean, John Candy died pretty young. I mean, I don't even think he was 50, was he? He was like 44 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, all from fat, all just yeah. eating himself to death. He was so funny, though. God damn, that yeah. guy was funny. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, my God. He was hilarious. My buddies and I will do a John Candy movie night every once in a while, just watch a John Candy movie. Great outdoors. Yeah. I mean, everything. Home he's Alone. Home Alone. The polka. The polka. Dude, King. yeah. <laughs> he's so good, man. Uncle Buck is great. Yeah. They're oh, doing yeah. an Uncle Buck show now. They did an Uncle Buck show way did back they? in the day. Yeah, with somebody else. That's weird. Well, maybe they feel like enough time's passed now. Or Don't something. you remember? No. Like, I think it was Jim Belushi or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that that would have worked. Oh, obviously it didn't. Yeah, hold on a second. Uncle Buck TV show. Oh, it was Kevin Meany. Oh, poor Kevin. Christ. Yeah, that was 1989. Oh, all African-American Uncle Buck show coming soon. No. Wait, all yeah. African-American? Yeah, no. yeah, they're doing a uh, Annie. That's the oh, new thing. Oh, Christ, that's hilarious. That's weird. That's hilarious how they do that. Not it, that, I mean, not that, it, you know, it needs to be a white show, but it's like, it it just it's so calculated. Just make another show. Just make a show oh, yeah. and if I hire the best actors. Yeah. Meanwhile, Salon.com will praise it for its diversity. It's amazing <laughs> yeah. what they've done. Better than the original because everyone's a minority. Yeah. That show Blackish is pretty funny. Well, that's a funny show. Yeah. But that show would be funny. I mean, it's original. It's a fir you know, it's a first run. No one's ever done it before. Yeah. It's their show. They created all the characters. Ian Edwards writes on it. You know, oh, really? yeah, Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne's on it. Just it. filmed uh, right next to my house. They have, it's a good cool. fucking show. Nice. But it's like they got good writers. It's, yeah. You know, it's just well done. I mean, it, it would be well done if they were Chinese people. It would be well done if they were Polish. Right. It's just a good show. I can't wait until racism stops and dies down to the point where it's no longer addressed. Because it's so fucking annoying watching shows that are so clearly in response to like the, the brownie points you're going to get, the social brownie points you're going to get for showing diversity. Mm -hmm. It's not that diversity was like uh, was uh, important because it needs to be done. It's almost like it's done just to kind of like score. Yeah. You know, it's done yeah. to like, look what we've done. Look, we've got a, a woman and she's Asian and she runs the show. Well, there's a black woman president on our show. Yeah. The woman, the president of the United States is black and it's a woman on our show. It's like, I see what you're doing. Okay. You're doing like card tricks. Okay. Let's stop calling attention yeah. to it. Just and make getting it those good. Points. Yeah. yeah. Just make it good. It's duh. Yeah. You know, it's duh. Like racism is bad. Duh. I can't wait until it's done. You know, like, I mean, who the fuck do you know that's racist? In this day and age, if I was hanging out with some, Anthony Cumia might be a little racist, <laughs> but a little bit, a little bit. But some you know, old school comics. He's are. he's experienced. That guy's experienced a lot of shit. Being a white guy living in New York and looking like him, <laughs> things get rough. But I think that in in hopefully in our lifetime, it'll get to a point where people will find other reasons to separate. You know, the the, the idea of like right now. You've got 
people that separate because of conservative and liberal. You got people that separate because of religious and atheist. You got people that celebrate because uh, separate rather because of uh, vegan and meat eater. You know, you've got all these yeah. little factions and groups that separate from each other. You know, Seattle fans versus Patriots. I mean, this is essentially we like to be in these weird little groups. Yeah. And the group of white people, just just white people that don't like minorities. Like, god damn, that's a fucking stupid group. Like, in the group of black people that don't like white people. Like, that's a fucking dumb group too. Yeah. These these groups are dumb. Like the, the the idea of your just one aspect of your appearance or one aspect of your uh, your ethnic origin is one of the dumbest fucking things to like associate with, and it's it's tiresome. And the response to it, the 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 opposite response to it is almost just as tiresome. It's almost like just we need to get to a point where it's not an issue anymore, so that these. Like the making a black Uncle Buck is gonna, you know, people are gonna go. Why would you do that? Why don't you just make Uncle Frank? You know, make a new fucking show. Right. You know, you have to. It doesn't have to be Uncle Buck. It's not John Candy. It's not even Kevin Meany. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Kevin Meany gets uh, gets inserted into this argument against his will. Well, not only that. <laughs> Leave me out of it. <laughs> find me a black guy named Buck. Right. Are there black guys named Buck? Okay, let's let's Google black guys named Buck. I've never even met a white guy. I mean, I, all the Bucks have been like Buck Rogers, Uncle Buck. Like, yeah, it's like from the fucking fifties. Buck. When I worked at the radio station in Phoenix, uh, it was owned by Buck Owens, the legendary country star. Wow, images for black guys named Buck. It's quite a few. <laughs> God. There's some fucking ridiculous <laughs> images of j black gentlemen named Buck. No, it's a lot of white people. The Jack Johnson's in there. His name's not Buck. Fuck you. This is ridiculous. That's that's a Google image search. Black guy's named Buck, and then pictures of Christina Hendricks' boobs come up. Mm. And then Buck Angel. Do you know who Buck Angel? Oh, is? I don't know I Buck Angel. Buck, Buck Angel was on the podcast. Used to be a woman. Is now a man. Oh wow. Transgender porn star. All yoked and shit. <clears throat> Pretty ripped. Really good guy, too. Yeah. Fun guy to hang out with and talk to. Named Buck. Black? White as no. fuck. But I Google black guys named Buck. Nope. No, There's Buck so Angel. few black guys named Buck, you don't even get past the first page. The first, You get one row of black people before you get white folks. Right. And a couple of those. <laughs> look. A couple look, of those photos. The images. I don't know. Yeah. They might it's not even of... be really named Buck. They're just black people. Oh, yeah. Those are just yeah. Buckeyes. Look. Yeah. One of them was Ohio State. State Buckeyes. It's true. <laughs> it's Ohio State. Just two of them are Ohio State. And two of them are like pictures from back when they, you know, one of them, one of them is, uh, is a whole website on blackface. <laughs> the history of blackface. That's where the image comes from. Which is guy? Okay, so that oh, okay, so that guy Buck was not even. Oh, he was a black man. All right. Blackface is a weird thing. Like you can't do blackface today. Like someone was uh, playing a character, uh, like uh, at a, a a party, like a Halloween party, Halloween. and they put blackface on, and um, they got fired from their job because you you can't pretend to be a black person. Like, you cannot have black person makeup on if you are a white person. Yeah. I successfully did it because I was a black wizard, though. 
No, you didn't successfully do it, dude. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knew about it. <laughs> Nobody knew no, about I mean, it. I and you can't get fired from your job. You work for me. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, I went to parties and never went, no one ever said anything because I was playing almost like a superhero kind of character, you know, but it was a black face. What and parties did you go to, though? The South Park party, and then I went to a couple bars. Gilmore and, Girls exactly. party. Like, see, you hear what I'm saying? Like, you're not working for a company. Meeting. What I'm saying is that there was a company, and they had a party, and they had a Halloween party, and this guy showed up in blackface, and they fired him. And it was this issue, like, like, well, come on, man, he's he's playing like Mr. T. You know, he had, like, gold chains on and everything, and he put black, you know, skin-colored right. makeup on. You cannot, you literally cannot do that. You can pretend to be from Avatar. You can pretend to be a lot of things, which you can't pretend to be as a black person. You cannot darken your skin color. Yeah. That's a weird, that's a weird fucking rule. And, oh, you, and, you know, when you say this, and I've said this before in the podcast, and people will fucking freak out, and the ultra-sensitive social justice warrior types will start tweeting you, do you not understand, are you so ignorant, you don't understand the context of where blackface came from, and how offensive it is to people of color? Fuck off! <laughs> Fuck off with your fake sensitivity. I know what you're doing. You brownie point searching for assholes. It's just skin. It's just the color of skin. It's preposterous. The idea that you can't play Denzel Washington. You can't like you. You can't do it. You can't ever do it. You be. You have to be the white Denzel Washington. That's what. You, like, what if I want to play Denzel Washington for Halloween? I can't do it. I'm a huge Denzel Washington fan. I loved all his movies. But a girl could. No, they can't. A I girl bet cannot you a wear girl blackface. could get away with if uh, doing blackface with a, as a guy, as Denzel Washington. I doubt it. There was or a, Mr. So. T. Who's that actress that just got in trouble this year for Halloween? She did blackface. Yeah. Uh, Julianne. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah she did. She was someone from Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. But she didn't. Did she get in trouble? Or oh, yeah, was it? she was on TMZ about it. It was all over the place about it. Have you been following the Jenner thing at all, Joe? Of course I have. This um, white teens in blackface. Yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of these Missouri high school girls wear blackface. <laughs> Outrage. Outrage as uh, white high school seniors in Missouri show up for girls' powder puff football game in blackface. Look at this. Oh, my Good God. God. That's <laughs> people in Missouri <laughs> that think they can – they just think they can fucking do anything. <laughs> They're like, well, shit, we're in Missouri. We don't have to follow your liberal rules. Anywhere near Ferguson? I mean, they, do they not watch the news? Do they not know? They're not interested. The racial they tensions that are taking place within their state. They're like, I'm staying in this town. I ain't moving from this town. This is where I live. They're all wearing blackface, and they have teachers around them that are all smiling. Good the images grief. of white girls with their faces painted black was posted on social media, sparking outrage. This is like some serious blackface, though. They didn't even bother doing the neck. No. They're just blackface. They're not pretending. It's not called black neck. <laughs> not black wrist. <laughs> that, that was a conversation they had. Look at their arms. Like, everything is white. Everything's white. Everything is white. They got black. For their some face. of them have like a black long sleeve shirt on. Yeah. But well, they don't have gloves. That chick planned ahead. Two of them did. <laughs> it's fucking. I don't know, man. I mean, look, racism is absolutely disgusting, but you give a lot of people a lot of power. When you allow them, you know, when you get so upset. The principal said, nothing racial. This is hilarious. Oh my this God. is the, from the fucking principal. Nothing racial about the powder puff team wearing blackface. Oh, really? <laughs> How is there nothing racial? They're pretending to be a different race than they are. That's very racial. <laughs> That's inherently racial. There's no way of getting around it. No it's way. racial. 
But here's the thing. It's not bad to be black, okay? So why would taking makeup and turning your skin black be bad? I right. get there's a, there's a racist context to it, but it, when when does that dissolve? I mean, at one point in time, do we culturally just st step back and say, like, that's ridiculous. If somebody wants to be fucking Mr. T, if you're black and you're hanging around with a bunch of white people and they're legitimately your friends and you love them, and one of them decides to be Mr. T for Halloween and shows up with a bunch of gold chains, he's got a mohawk on and he's got blackface on, right. are you going to beat him up? Are you going to beat your friend up for being racially insensitive? Yeah. I mean, are we really living in that fucking retarded world where that's such a huge issue? It just seems racism is disgusting. Racism is evil. But someone playing another race by putting makeup on their skin, the only way that would be negative at all, the only way is if there was something wrong with being that race. There's clearly nothing wrong with being a black person. So someone who's white putting black makeup on, it's not like they're, if, it's not like they're doing al jolson and they're putting white around their lips and black and they're mommy yeah. they're doing they, they're, they're, they're doing some sort of a fucking horrible race racist Running around performance saying, yeah, yeah exactly that's, obviously yeah exactly there this this person who got fired he was playing a, a famous black person but it's it's out of bounds like yeah. you cannot do it you can't do it there's a witch hunt going on in this country you well, know, just like the moment someone mentions any sort of race, it's, ah, you're racist. Yeah, well, you it's, know? it's such a great way to defuse someone and take all the onus off them. Take all of the possible scrutiny or criticism that might come their way mm -hmm. and point it all at you. It's also a great way to defuse your argument. Just call you a racist. You know, like if, if you have a different opinion about Ferguson or about, you know, economics or Al Sharpton or any anything that involves a black person instantaneously your arguments diffused if they call you a racist yeah well Josh McDermott you're a racist right well you're from Phoenix Arizona one of the most racist states yeah. come on man you're a racist Fa why don't you just own up to your racism man yeah there's no way around that you can sit there and argue it and they just keep throwing that back at you and you could get you could get hashtag Black Lives Matter tattooed on your forearm. <laughs> <laughs> People Pound would sign. still, they would still go after you. They would still. It's because it's, it's a way that people... Instead of it being a rational thing, who is that? Ted Danson. Oh, blackface. that's right. Oh, Ted Danson God. did blackface when he was dating Whoopi Goldberg. He did it yeah. on TV, too, yes. didn't he? Well, he had a pass, he thought, because he was dating Whoopi. He's like, look at her. I'm fucking her. I should be able to do something about this. Oh, I forgot about that. That kind of started it all, I feel like. That started it all. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Danson's fault. Well, they, I mean, it was offensive at one point in time, especially because at one point in time, that was the only way you saw black people represented on TV. It was a white right. person playing a black person or in movies. Mm -hmm. it was, or they were slaves, you know? I mean, yeah. you had, like, go back, like other races, like, go back and watch John Wayne play Genghis Khan. You tell me that's not fucking offensive? Right. He's playing a Mongol, and he's clearly this fucking corn-fed white guy <laughs> from America. <laughs> And he's playing, like, one of the most important historical conquerors ever. Right. And he's playing him out of the race. He doesn't even have makeup on. I mean, he's not even fucking pretending. At least the guy who, who played Jackie Ch or um, uh, Charlie Chan, like, they did something to him to make him look more Chinese. Yeah. You know? But John Wayne, they just said, fuck it, it's John Wayne. <laughs> he's Genghis Khan. That's who I am. I'm a conqueror, <laughs> see? I mean... Have you ever watched it? No, I haven't. Oh, it's glorious. I think I've seen pictures, but yeah, I haven't seen it. It's 
glorious in its stupidity. It's so fucking bad. It's so bad. And you, you realize, like, it was like one of those Elvis movies where they would just fucking slap together. There was a point in time where they would slap together a movie, have Elvis in it, and just, you know, Elvis is a football star. We got to win this game. We got to win this game. <laughs> and Elvis would start dancing. They would do that with John Wayne. I mean, they would, they would let John Wayne play Genghis Khan in one of the shittiest fucking movies of all time. But they just didn't. They didn't do any makeup. They didn't like darken his skin you at all. Want to see it? Want to see yeah. it? Yeah, Jamie, pull it up and put it on the screen so only we see it. So the the folks, so we don't get pulled from YouTube. If you have uh, videos that people have copyright on them, and you play them, and then you p upload it, even from a podcast where you're talking about it, oh. and you play it on YouTube. They pull it. Somehow no, that or sucks. Yeah, but we'll we'll put it up on here just just for the hee hees and the ha has because you got to see how fucking bad it is. Yeah, the old USA logo, that's crazy. Oh, that takes me back. That's the USA logo? I remember USA. that. USA movie. Oh. Wow. USA. Look at those graphics. Yeah, he just had the <laughs> Chu Man Fu mustache. Yeah. It's the only... Fu Manchu. Fu Manchu. Look how bad this is. This is so stupid. <laughs> and he's banging white chicks. Super white. Look how oh hot God. she was. God damn. Oh Women that were God. hot back then, too. They were hot in a different way, man. Yeah, they were. They were hot in this, like, supernatural, like, when you say hourglass, really was like an hourglass because they had about an hour until they turned to old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> like, they really, they didn't last. Like, I was at a fucking um, a restaurant the other day. Um, and uh, I saw Cindy Crawford, and I don't know how old Cindy Crawford is. I'm gonna Google right now. I'm gonna guess like, 50. I'm gonna guess 40. No, 40. she's she's at least 50. Um, she is hot as fuck. She's 48, dude. She's hot as fuck. Yeah, like she's hot, like 25 year old hot. Right. Wow. Because that bitch is probably running stairs every day, doing yoga, getting her face sandblasted. You know, getting stem cells from aborted fetuses <laughs> sprayed all over her cheekbones. I mean, I don't know what she's doing, but whatever she's doing, she needs to write a book. Because at 48, she's fucking she's stunning. Smoked. She's stunning. She's a year older than me, and I look like shit. All right, she looks fucking oh, amazing. Oh, no, Joe, come on. You she look looks, good. Oh, stop it. Stop it. I mean, I don't look totally oh, shitty. You but, look good, oh, Joe. Well, I just don't look as good as I looked last year. That's all I'm saying. He's fishing for compliments. That was the whole point. I'm going to make up a story about seeing her at the restaurant so her, they tell me I look good. Her body, her body's in check. Her face is in check. Like, there's nothing sadder than you, you run into. I'll, I won't say the name, but I ran into this woman who was a major movie star in the 90s, and now she's... She's enormous. I mean, she's probably 50, 60 pounds overweight. Her face looked all fucked up, and mm. she looked like she smoked cigarettes. And just, and I was like, no, that's not, no. Because before, she was just stunning. You would see her and just go, good Lord. Mm -hmm. And now it's just, bleh. Yeah, same thing just happened to me with uh, the girl bleh. from Wayne's World. Bleh. Yeah. Oh, really? You yeah. see them, they're all like, bleh. I want to know who it is that you're talking wide about. Wide-waisted, big wide-waisted, lazy Fucking who is it? Just say who it is. Shoveling shitty food down her Say mall. who it is. Bah! I can't. I think she lives in my neighborhood. Oh. <laughs> Do you still talk to Betty White? 
Betty White. You know Betty White? He used to be on a show with her. No, I wasn't. I was on a net. I was on the on same network. network. But we would oh. do parties. What was the show that used to do? That uh... retired at thirty-five. It oh. was. Um... I thought she was on that show. What is retired at thirty-five? It was a sitcom I was on. Um, we went two seasons with George Siegel, who was on that show. Just shoot me, and then I can't think of the woman's name. Jessica Walter. Oh, okay. Who was uh, from Archer and uh, uh, Arrested Development? She yeah, plays the mom cool. and all that. She was rad. But Betty, I don't know Betty. Yeah. They, know. I just saw the Betty White nudes somebody sent me the other day of oh, her yeah. naked when she was younger. Beautiful. What? She's beautiful, beautiful man. Body. Betty White had nudes? Dude, she has a lot of them. And there's like, it's like really. Whoa. Yeah. Those are real. Yeah. Yeah. She's it, really, she's just a beautiful person. The casting couch was a real thing back then. It really was. It's still real, right? Yeah, it still is. Totally. It must be. I mean, I, I'm probably not for like big budget movies. <laughs> Probably so. Probably, Probably for, like, for everything, man. Stuff like The Conqueror. Well, it's, it's kind of implied, though, right? Isn't that the thing about the, the casting couch? It's not as simple as, like, hey, look at on that couch and uh, yeah. suck Mr. You know, right, I, I think it's Brian more Singer's penis sure. and put you in <laughs> X-Men 5. No, it doesn't, you know. Is he gay? I Isn't don't know. I mean, I think he just likes parties with naked young, boys. Young boys. In a okay. tub filled with blood. Did you see the, the the pool? It was like red lights in the pool, and there's like a oh hundred twinks running around banging each other. Oh my god! <laughs> and we're why not? Wait. I say why not? <laughs> and we're still asking if he's gay. Oh, he's Wait. gay. He's uh, gay he as gay? fuck. He's gay as fuck. Because I, like I thought it. there was. I mean, I don't know. There was. I mean, this is how stupid and out of the loop I am. But I thought there was something that, like, I just assumed he was based on these allegations and, yeah. and all the things that he went through and then there was something where it was like yeah. look at this oh picture oh my god <laughs> <laughs> why not is that all blood, bud, blood, butthole blood that's what I'm saying <laughs> that's crazy it's just red lights it's just red <laughs> lights well they probably put fucking dye in there too you know wow. they probably put dye in the pool looks look, like a fun time guy's having a good fucking time man he's I see a couple gals there too Couple of not enough. Yeah, <laughs> well, a couple of gals who want to ha be able to have fun and not have people try to. Look fuck at this them. guy in the foreground with his hair. Like, what, that's a bad haircut. Yeah, Shave, what is that? Shave your head, homie. <laughs> Just let it go. It's over. Trust me. When it's over, it's over. Oh my god. <laughs> but you know, like these guys that he, you know, he banged uh, that, he, that he brought to these parties, they would get upset. But I think the thing was that they were underage. They were like younger than eighteen. That was like the the real issue. But you know. That's one thing about underage sex. People give zero fucks if you're an underage gay boy. If you're like a 17-year-old gay guy who likes to blow Hollywood dudes. Right. But if you were like a girl and sure. like some Mel Gibson type guy, some big Hollywood celebrity guy had parties and had a pool filled with 16-year-old girls that he was banging... I mean, that would be the end. Yeah. That would be the end. Absolutely. But if it's boys, I'm like, eh, they wanted it. <laughs> they have boners. They have boners at 17. Are they all gay? They're all gay, right? There's no, no, one, no one got roofied? Okay, yeah. We're, we're done here. Get out of here. Get out of here. He had sex with me when I was 18. Did he have sex with you when you were 19 and then 20 and 21? Yeah. Okay, we're good. It's the same yeah. thing. Same thing happened. You didn't know what was going on? Was that the first time you'd ever had sex? No. Did he, did he give you some drugs? Did he roofie you? Did he do something to you? That's a, did, did you so, want to have sex with Mr. So Singer? It's so obvious when that when someone's trying to get a payday, you know, that I mean I, I don't know the details of this case, but it's like this guy like sat on this for like fifteen years or something like that, didn't he? Yeah. I well, mean, it's just like come on. Yeah. Well, they definitely. I mean, they feel like they're entitled. You know, it's like they they could sue. They might be able to get money. So go for it. I don't have any money. I'm broke. Hey, 
I fucked Brian Singer and all of his friends in a pool six years ago when I was only 17. Yeah. And you go to a lawyer and he's like, do you have any photographs of Mr. Singer and you in this pool? And said pool with no clothes on? As a matter of fact, I do. Yeah. And you pull those photos out and they say, listen, let's go to this guy. And it's essentially, it's a money grab. You're trying to get money. And like you'd say, listen, Mr. Singer, it's going to cost you about $5 million to fight off this lawsuit. You know, we, we are bringing in the big guns here at Sherman and Lefowitz and Associates. You know, we have a long history of extorting money from large, rich celebrities like yourself. So let's just, uh, let's let's call it three million and let's wrap this bitch up tight right now. Yeah. And they make these negotiations and they fucking give them some they money. Settle and it they, out and there you go. They sign some sort of a disclosure. And it encourages people to continue to do that. Well, the UFC is in the middle of, I think, three or four um, class action lawsuits now. So, some of them, which I just don't understand what they're doing. I, like guys that had no chance of ever winning a belt ever. They were they were not that good. They were you know marginal fighters at best. And I don't know what they're suing over. I don't understand it. They, they're suing over. I think the idea is that somehow or another the UFC stifled competition. But according to the people that, and obviously I'm only hearing one side of it, but that it's going to cost them $25 million to fight it, and they get approached by these lawyers, and uh, while they're going through the, you know, the whole legal issue of what, you know, what could be considered uh, anti-competition, what couldn't be, they, they start accumulating legal bills, and then once the bills start getting high, then they, they pull them together, they have a meeting, and they say, look, here's the deal, you know, we'll settle for $10 million. We'll settle for, you know, nine million, whatever. Right. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? And then they make a few million, and then they fucking high-five each other. They go get Jesus. some hookers. They, they drink some wine, and they go, we got another one. I mean, there's some legit class-action lawsuits. Most certainly when products fail and people die. Um, like, there's a, there was one recently with Chevrolet where it turned out that they, they hid the fact that their ignition switches were fucking up, and a bunch of people had died because of this. Yeah. And so there's, like, some legit class-action lawsuits when it comes to certain companies. But uh, when you see, like, a Brian Singer-type thing and, like, okay, wait a minute. You're gay, right? You're gay. He's gay. Okay, <laughs> you showed up at his house, and there was a bunch of gay dudes, and you're all doing gay stuff? Okay. And you want some money? <laughs> like, you, look, you get dick. That's what you get. You went to the party. You wanted to get some dick. You got some dick. You probably got some ecstasy, too. Bonus, okay? He probably gave you some food. You probably had some snacks. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like a sandwich. <laughs> this burger from this donut shop in Encino. <laughs> <laughs> it's phenomenal. You Shut got your to, mouth. You got to party in the red pool. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to clean up after. Hey, everybody's fine, man. You weren't the guy to scrub the fucking... The red stain off the side of the pool. Oh my god! It's probably that Easter egg shit. You know, you throw that. You know what you do with kids? Dunk eggs. Oh yeah, yeah, egg. yeah. You Drop those little pellets into the water. Yeah, the it turns red. Food dye. And they get out of the pool and they're just all red. You can't get away with that kind of shit anymore. But back in the day, like, who could you imagine if you could go back to like the 1950s and 19, like the Humphrey Bogart days? What kind of fucking chaos those parties must have been like. When no, there was no accountability, the studios totally protected people. I mean, you'd have to have a dead body before shit got weird. I mean, you would literally have to have someone, someone would have to be dead. And even then. And even then, probably you wouldn't know about it. Yeah. So, I mean, 
for sure there must have been some stars that had to call like what is that show that's on showtime that um ray donovan ray donovan yeah we call the ray donovan guy and ray donovan comes over he fixes and he it. fucking wraps the the kid up in a of a, a, a some sort of a carpet like they <laughs> like cleaner like, yeah they they take it downstairs and they fucking throw it in the furnace and that's it that's such a good show is it a good show? It's a great show. I only watched a couple episodes. I enjoyed it. You saw the first episode? Yeah. Where he, he goes to the girl's stalker and he's sitting there, you want the bat? what's in the bag or the bat? <laughs> and the guy goes, I'll take the bag. And then he makes him get in the bath full of like, you know, green dye or whatever. And yeah. then the guy's just like, his skin is green. Yeah. He's, you know, it's not going to wash out for a while. He's just humiliated and everything. That's probably what happened with the Brian Singer's party. To be a girl celebrity, I think would be really scary. Because there are dudes that fixate on female celebrities in a really fucking creepy way. And today, they can oh. find where they live. Oh, yeah. It's very easy. I was drugged the other day, Joe, I told you about. And that scared the fuck out of me. Because that was the first time where I actually felt like something's not right with me. I don't know what's going on. And then I wake up an hour later and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, where am I? And it was it was so scary, and I, and I talked to girls about it. And we're like, yeah, I've had that happen a couple times. Girls are party; they yeah, have that happen yeah. all the time. They have this nail polish no memory start wearing though. I could just dip my finger in it; it changes color. If there's any roofie in there, though. Well, I think it only works for some drugs. Though. Does it work for GHB? Like, if you dip your finger in it, and it's roofanol, maybe it'll work. Yeah. But it, will it do um, it for everything? I think what, maybe each nail has a different. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get, uh, have a drink. Hold on, that was just my roofie nail. I need. Let me check my GHB nail. Yeah. My alpha alpha males our alpha males now have the roofie for guys. They turn they turn hearts. Like turn a little hearts. a pink heart shows up on your nail if it's if it's negative. Yeah. Oh but but what's weird is I, I told you this already, but uh, I I got roofied at a bar and it was uh you know, everything just went spinny. Uh, what bar were you at? I was at Jumbo's clown room. Well that's uh, a roofie hot spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's 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 a nice uh, people nice roofie themselves at Jumbo's. Yeah. Just because what am I doing with my life? That's how most people end up there. They've been roofied. They do yeah. shots of roofies. Yeah. Just <laughs> fucking, let's hope for something different when we wake up. Woo! What do you got on the top shelf there? <laughs> top shelf roofies. Yeah, they do actually take, people take roofies on purpose. And well, But this was completely different. This whoa, whoa, was, whoa. Who the fuck takes roofies on purpose? Uh, it's, it's seriously, kids I, do it as a drug. Uh, they what? take cap, you know, those little uh, five-hour energy drinks, uh, whatever they're called, five-hour uh -huh. energy drinks. They fill that thing up uh, with roofie shit, and then they take, they're called caps, and they take a little cap, and they put it in, and it makes you feel really like, uh, like, like body buzzy. Oh, you mean GA? GHB, yeah, which is yeah, one of the one of the date rape drugs. Right, but There's it's a few not. Yeah, right, not roofy like rufinol. That's that's a bad one. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't know which one mine was. Mine symptoms was I was uh, I, I was on my second or I just had my second drink and then I ordered a new drink. Took like one sip of my third drink, and then everything started getting spinning. Like like my vision was almost like trippy. Like like I couldn't. Like I was like, why is the room spinning? What was right your now? drink? What were you drinking? Just uh, little Jack and Cokes. Uh, and uh, you were saying that someone take they take like Visine yeah. bottles and squirt it into a, people's. A bouncer told me what they do is they take a Visine bottle, they fill it with whatever the crap they're using, and they'll just like literally keep it in their hand, walk through, and just drop like while they walk by somebody's drink, just drop it in there. And uh, he said that roofing guys, roofing guys is actually he's seen it before where like there's a guy talking to a girl they want to talk to so they'll re roofie the guy to get him out of the way like he'll start getting sick or whatever and then go to the bathroom and pass out 
Yeah, I never take drinks from people I don't know. No. Like, unless I see it come from the bar, you know, into their hand, into my hand. It is just too many weirdos. If you don't know them, right. you know, you never know. Some people are, like, aggressive about it. Hey, man, come on, do the shot. Yes. Like, uh, no, where'd that shot come from? That shot could have come from Mars. I, I see it in your hand. I have no idea where it was before it was in your hand. It's And it's not just being roofied or, you know, like, you could grab a guy's drink and like maybe he was great you know the other night i did i saw a guy and he recognized me and i just I, as a joke i grabbed his drink and started drinking it you know? <laughs> and then i'm like and i got mad i'm like oh he could he could be like having the flu right now yeah. and he's still out you know it's it's good to just do your own drinks it was, it was really weird though because I, pa I i luckily got to my car and i passed out and i because i couldn't see my my vision was gone i didn't feel drunk i didn't feel sick I just couldn't, my eyes weren't working. So I closed my eyes, and the next thing I know, I woke up an hour later. In your car? In my car, and I, and I felt uh, muscle relaxing. Well, you got to be really careful about that, because if a cop knocked on your window, you're going to jail. I said in my back seat. Yeah, I know. Even if you're in your back seat, if yeah. you're in your car. I think if you keep your keys and put it on the front seat. You have to put your keys on the roof or something, or something like that. Like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's something completely ridiculous, yeah. but... Look, it's essentially they have the opportunity to arrest you for right. it's a technicality. Mm -hmm. You know, you can tell them, look, I'm not driving. I just I, I sat here because I knew I can't drive. They're like, get out of the car. They're arresting you, yeah. which is fucking really gross because right. you're doing the right thing. You realize you can't drive. You're just locking your door and letting yourself sober up. But there's certain cunty fuckhead cops that will drag you into jail for that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And the next day, a whole day, I just felt like I was like on muscle relaxers. It was yeah. fucked up. That's probably GHP. Yeah. Somebody probably whacked you out because uh, I, I have friends who have done GHP before and they've done too much and then they just go limp. Like they'll be at a bar and then like Eddie, Eddie did it once and he, he did too much. Wow. And uh, he just like like couldn't walk like his body just stopped working his, yeah. his body just went limp <laughs> yeah like my mind was normal but my body was drunk and my eyes were drunk <sighs> that's so weird man do you have any idea who might have done it no i mean there was a lot of crazy i mean david arquette was there and so i said hi to david but there was also some people that i knew there and uh, i talked to them for a bit but then i, I i'm like been replaying it over in my head over and over again and i can't think of like I, I could almost think that maybe what if I just grabbed the wrong drink? Like I grabbed a, a stripper's drink by mistake or something, or a, wow! And someone was trying to roofie them. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, you might have been annoying. I was only there for an hour though. Like I literally had a spot, and I was driving home, and I was driving by it. I'm like, oh, you know, I haven't been there in a while. I'll just go in there and have a drink or two. Stop in by yourself? Yeah, that's a real well, three my, drinks in well, an no, hour. No, my friend, my friend, my friend's a dancer there, and uh, oh, okay, and I was gonna say contortionist. That's a real alcoholic move. Just, yeah, just pull into Jumbo's clown <laughs> room yeah. for a couple of hours and just. Right out the storm. Three right. drinks in an hour, that could be it, too. No. No, no, no. no, no. He no, does no, that every day. With, and these are like the small little rock glass drinks, you know. I mean, I drink seven or eight of those a day. You don't know who you're dealing with here, dude. I don't. I really don't. You never drank with Brian? No. Are you a big drinker? Yeah. You want a little drink right now? A little no. drinky poo? No. no. Scared? Yeah. What's the matter? I'm sitting next you're to Brian. Friends. <laughs> you're amongst friends. You didn't no, even I bring saw his what you had in there. Bottle. I saw what you had <laughs> I saw what you had in there. I didn't. It, it didn't entice me. Nothing. Makers. We got some. Some. Oh, when we p talked about it on the podcast, somebody contacted me about giving us a, a wine cooler 
for for nice. wine. A cool, not a, like a wine cooler. I wouldn't drink that because I'm a man. Right. I don't drink wine coolers. <laughs> no, but I did. What? They're great. <laughs> Are you talking about? They're... I drink Zima. If they they don't even have Zima anymore, do they? Oh, they, they, they have versions Zima? of it. They have. Uh, they have, It's called something else, but it's the exact same thing. People were giving me a hard time yeah. back in the day for drinking Zima. <laughs> like, Zima was great. It tastes good. Yeah. Did it you get guys... you drunk and it tastes nice? Did you remember Tequiza? Yes. What is that? Yes. What was it? It was like a tequila beer yeah. or something. Yeah. Was wasn't like a, it? Wasn't it like Bud Light made it also? It was. What? Yeah. It, it was, was just, it was, it was a beer, but it, it, it had like lime flavoring in it. That's what it was. And it had, uh, but I don't know, there was kind of like a hint of a tequila. I don't know if they were actually mixing the two, but um, like some of the worst hangovers I ever had came off tequiza. Tequiza. Tequiza? Yeah. That's so weird. Tequiza. There Ugh. it is. What is this? It's oh. beer with uh, agave nectar and a natural flavor of uh, imported tequila and okay, lime. So, what, so, so okay. no actual tequila, but no, the flavors. Flavor. Right. Well, agave nectar is just sweet. Mm. You know, agave like is, it's actually not good for you. You know, when people like, they, they don't use honey, like I, when I mock vegans, one of the things that I mock, my, my old special was about how they don't eat, like true vegans don't use honey because they don't think it's cool to make those bees work for people. Agave's not good for you? Nope. I, it's sugar. Oh, Basically just sugar. But it's better than like Splenda or something, would you say? Nope. No? Nope. In oh, fact, throwing it away. Splenda <laughs> is probably better for you because Splenda doesn't give you the reaction that you're going to get, like the, 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 you know, the glucose reaction. Mm. Yeah. Stevia is the best sweetener as far as like health. It's like it's just a plant extract. Like Stevia tastes sweet, but it doesn't have any sugar in it at all. Yeah. It doesn't taste that sweet. It really doesn't taste as good, you know. The reality of stevia is it's like it's like like a B sweet, you know. It's not A sweet. Like right. I heard that there was even new reports that 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 stevia there's not good, there's bad things about stevia now. Well, that's as really? those reports, reports and and research was probably done by mm. you know yeah, the other the companies, companies that are getting their asses yeah. kicked. Yeah, come on, man. Stevia I mean, is bad for you. Hold on. Like every other week, something else that was good for you is now bad for you. I mean, it's that is a real problem with these fucking people that create these tests. Um, hold on a second. That we find out that the the results were skewed just because someone funded them from yeah. some company that has a vested interest. Why I quit Stevia. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Is it like four rule, four uh, reasons, and number four will blow your mind? Stevia taxes the adrenals. Our bodies are not designed or evolved to handle calorie-free sweeteners, be it natural or mm -hmm. artificial. Experience a sweet taste from food that is not going to provide glucose confounds. Hmm. Our body's sugar handling process. I think oh. it, I think it's like your brain pretty much goes, hey, you know, this is sugar. We need to work off this sugar. But then when you go there, there's no, it's not sugar, so it yeah. fucks up the. Yeah, that's what they're saying. I yeah. read it wrong. It's a sweet taste that comes from a food that's not going to provide glu glucose. Confounds our body's sugar handling process. Whatever, pussy. Yeah, I just switched back to normal sh raw sugar. Stevia all oh often contains other ingredients. Oh, there's an issue of purity. Hmm. hmm. We use processed stevia, not pure stevia leaves. Obviously, if you have a pot of stevia leaves growing in your garden, you can ignore this point. But there's a bunch of other shit. Xylitol. That's another one, right? Yeah. Popular sweetener made with stevia and xylitol. Although proponents bestow the title natural to this sweetener, I've never 
I've never eaten trivia because I'm not a fan of this uber processed ingredient. Oh, trivia. Truvia. Truvia is xylitol and stevia. Stevia has an aftertaste. Eh. Stevia diabetes. Yeah. Uh, aspartame is not good for you, too. But, it's, you know, when I think about all this stuff, including Diet Coke, it's all in moderation. Like, you know, you can have a real Coke if you want to. Just don't drink them all day, every day. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of cheat days, man. I'm a big fan of just eating really healthy and then one day going off the motherfucking rails, you know, and then bringing it all back. Just give yourself a little day. We don't give a fuck. It's hard for me to pizza. do that, man. I'll eat good for a week, and then my cheat day turns into a cheat month. Okay, let me ask you this. I spiral. You say that, but you're so happy right now, right? You're so successful right now. You got so much cool shit going on. You're on your favorite show. I mean, like, life couldn't be better. If you knew that the only way to keep this running, the only way was if you ate healthy by some strange, you know, metaphysical, miracle, fucking magic thing, whereas, like, if you ate healthy food, your luck would continue to be fucking amazing. But if you got lazy, it has nothing to do with your appearance or your talent or your mind. But if you got lazy and deviated from the path, your luck would change. You would be eating fucking lettuce. Be eating great. Lettuce wraps and raw fruit. And yeah. You, you wouldn't fuck around at all. Sure. Right? But I love Mexican food, man. <laughs> I love salsa. You put down a basket of chips, no, bring a second. Like, that's what I want. I'm, I've never been one into sweets. It's always like the starchy carbohydrate stuff. Do you ever have uh, queso in Texas? Mm. I've had it. I'm not the biggest fan. In Texas? You've had I, Texas? I think I just haven't had great. Yeah. Chips and queso in Texas is oh, a, on a totally different level. Before the Mexican food even comes, you're full. You, they, you order chips and queso, you know, and they go, would you, would you like some chips and queso? I'm like, yes, ma'am. They bring over some fucking queso. And, and you, put some meat oh, in it. Oh, some jalapenos. Oh, oh, yeah, they have sick. retarded queso that yeah. has, like, a cow in it. Yeah. <laughs> Grind up a cow. I got a, I got a moose roast cooking at home right now. Mm. Very excited. In a pressure Really? Yeah. Where are you getting the moose? Shot the shit out of that moose. Oh, really? This is him right here. No shit. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, that's it, man. That's pretty rad. Mm, it's delicious. But I'm cooking it today uh, over 10 hours, this moose roast in one of those pressure cookers. Mm. Oh, it's so delicious, man. How many pounds of meat did you get out of that? 400. Shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Shit. It's crazy. Did you have to buy a new freezer yes, or did I you did. have it? Okay. No, I, I bought a separate. I had one commercial freezer, but after I shot the moose, I bought another one just to just to have the room for it. You should experiment with making jerky because Dude, I'm making all kinds of things. Are you? Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been make I've been doing roasts. Roasts are the new thing. I do it in the Green Mountain Grill. I sear them on the outside on a um, like a, a cast iron frying pan and then uh, I slowly cook it in the Green Mountain Grill for like 40 45 minutes cuz you know it's not not that big a roast it's only for like four people and then uh, this one I'm doing in a pressure cooker but I'm also I got a bunch of recipes from Steve Ranella so I'm going to do meatloaf I'm going to make ground meatloaf with spinach and cheese inside of it wow I, I'm enjoying cooking man cooking is fun you know if you have the time and you know you're so inclined. It's a cool little art project. Like I don't, I don't I never think of cooking as like art. But when it comes out, and it's good. Like you get this little kind of arty satisfaction. You get excited, like, yeah. I made something. Like I made this, and now we're gonna eat it. This is kind of cool. There was this uh, video I recently saw showing you how to cook the best steak, and you don't even need to use a grill. What you do is you take this big piece of meat, you put it in the oven, and you co- slow cook it in the oven for like an hour or something, and then you just put it on the, a really hot skillet for like two minutes. 
just to, to sear, just the, to outside. sear the outside. And it's yeah. like the perfect temperature. It's like red throughout the whole thing, not like, you know, red. Because when you cook it on a grill, it's usually red in the middle. And then it slowly goes out, you know, where it's like less red, you know, mm-hmm. the closer it is. This is like right when you cut it in, it's all the exact color throughout the whole thing, the way you do it. Who's got an hour, See, man? See, I don't I like it that way. Time. I've seen that way, too. I've seen also there's a lot going around where they boil it in water when those plastic bags Mm -hmm. they boil it at like not even boil it it's like hot water like 125 degree water which Mm -hmm. is below boiling but it's like they keep it in there for several hours Mm -hmm. and then you take it out and sear it and a lot of times people they cook the outside actually with a flame they take a little propane torch and they'll they'll you know they'll char the outside to get like that crispy outer edge I've tried every single method to cook like a regular beef steak the my favorite by far is lump charcoal on a regular grill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you get that smoky real wood taste to the steak and you just got to know how hot it is. It's like a trial and error thing. You got to know how I for me I I I take like a 2-inch steak, you need 3 minutes on each side and then I put it on the upper level of the grill. I close the lid and I cook it for another 5 minutes. Yeah. That's it. And that kind of gets the inside bam. So I've been good. doing that for a long. Oh, it sounds so I feel good. So, so bad for people who don't eat meat. I know. You know, I I understand. I get it. I get the morals and the ethics. But those cows are gonna die no matter what you do. They're gonna die. My cousins have cows, and they just they just uh, send them out to get butchered. Mm. They got like seventeen hundred pounds of meat. Wow. My it's buddy Doug does it himself. Sanity. Does he? My friend Doug has a he has grass fed cows in his farm in Wisconsin. And fucking picks them out. That's where I started getting bummed out about grass-fed cows. Because everybody has this idea, oh, grass-fed cows, it's so ethical. You know, my, my cows are only grass-fed. They're, you go near these fucking cows, and they panic and run. They yeah. know exactly what you're right. there for. Make no mistake about it. This isn't like hunting. This isn't like, you know, you see a deer. The deer might not have ever even seen a person before. Boom, the gun goes off, the deer's down. That's, a, that's like a, an ethical life. These fucking cows that are living in this guy's pen. They can smell it. Dude, they we, know. we went near them, and they fucking ran like we were demons. Like we were demons that have corralled them up for slaughter. Because that's what we are to them. You saw the cows being released from the milk barn for the first time. They're, yeah. and that, and where they're all jumping around like dogs and having a... Like they were so happy that you just sat there and go, wow. Yeah, they are so happy right now that they're you could tell that they're just like crying with happiness. Yeah, yeah they were trapped in those stalls. For their whole life, and then they released them out into this field, and they're just dancing around. Oh wow! Having a good old time. Good grief! I think it's a fucking, it's a real shame that somehow or another factory farming has become a real accepted part of the way we get food in this country. But that said, I like meat. Meat is so good. <laughs> I just tried goat for the first time. I had goat before. I had goat tacos in Houston. Yeah, tacos. Yeah, that's what we did. Did you? Yeah, Where'd it was you get all right. It? Where'd you yeah, get it? it was in Arizona. Oh, yeah. But my, my family had a party. A, yeah. But why are you saying ew to that? Like, you know, like 90% of the world eats goat. I, I don't like goat. Goat tastes good, general. dude. Have you had it? <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I just don't like goats, so I, I don't think I want to eat It's all in your head, dude. I'm telling yeah. you, you wouldn't like a lot of things. You, you know, if you hang out with chickens, you realize right. they're assholes. You know, I told you, uh, chickens bite my daughter's face. I'm like, you fucking cunt, I'll kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Chickens are dinosaurs, man. man. They're dinosaurs. I mean, you cost three dollars. My my chickens are sweet, you know, because they get pet and they get picked up and they'll still bite your fucking face. They're stupid as shit. Their brains are your thumbnail. 
I mean, they, yeah. literally, Saudi, they don't know what's going on. They're not doing it on purpose. They're just trying to survive. Do you have you a know? problem with coyotes getting your chickens? I saw a coyote get my chicken. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, my God. I'm, I have to get, I've been slacking on this, but I have to get, a, I have to hire someone who, they have this uh, urban coyote capture thing. Because the thing about, we have 20, well, we used to have 24 chickens. My dog killed one, and the coyote killed another one. Um, but I saw the coyote r- f- jump my fence with the fucking chicken in his mouth. So I realized, okay, now I see how the coyotes, I had a fountain that was near the fence and the coyote would jump to the top of the fountain and then jump over the fence. I was yeah. like, oh, you son of a bitch. So I took the fountain down and, uh, reinforced the areas where the coyote was getting in, but they know there's food there and they, they know there's a lot of food there. There's 24 or 22 now. Yeah. Yeah. 22 chickens. So I have to hire somebody. They do these uh, urban traps, and they set them up all around. My, I don't even live in the – I'm not in an urban area, but they set them up around your house, and they capture these coyotes, and they fucking bang, bang them. They kill them. Wow. My cousins live – Urban traps. It's like a swap yeah. meet or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> urban traps. <laughs> it's a gold chain it's a, it's a, next it's a, to a – It's a foot locker. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pair of Jordans next to a – one of those little, little lassos or a, a noose, a little ankle noose. <laughs> you see Kanye's new shoe he's announcing? His new, no, and I don't want to talk about it. You don't like Kanye? No, I'm a fucking grown man. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> you and Jamie need to call each other on the phone and talk about shit that nobody else gives you a just, fuck it's about. It's male Uggs. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> just don't. Just don't, Brian. We have fucking Josh McDermott from The Walking Dead. You want to talk about Kanye West and his You're O's. 40 years old and you want to talk about Kanye? I've been yeah. telling him that for years. Shizzy. He's a fucking grown man. He's a grown man, but he's not. Like, somehow or another, when, when we sucked him out of Columbus and brought him to Los Angeles, we've stifled his growth. <laughs> he actually went back. He went back. That's he com- was 30 then, and he's 12 That's now. That's completely opposite <laughs> of what I've been figuring out lately. Like, oh, I'm, you I'm have going figured old videos. all out. Joe, do you remember when, 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 when I first moved here, like, like, I didn't really have any friends, so, like, we would just, like, once in a while, like, hang out and stuff. There was, like, videos of me just sitting in my computer room, like, my first week here, and I was, like mentally challenged retard i don't even know why you would talk to me back then i mean it's you make good videos (laughs) that's the problem is the thing that you do really well you don't even do i I, i've gotten back into it you please go back i need to go on the road with you sometime to do something he's very talented like his video editing skills are amazing that's what i initially hired him for because he's really good and then he became a podcaster which he's challenged at He's challenged at communicating. <laughs> He's challenged at thinking about things. That challenge is often his strength. <laughs> but his video skills, I think, no bullshit, no, and I'm not saying this just because you're here. You're one of the best video editors I've ever seen. Like, you're, 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 like your sense of like timing and like your editing and the way you splice things together, you create something that doesn't exist. Like, you, you're capable of, like, you put these weird touches on things and weird sounds and music and edit. You have a real feel for it, man. Like, you have a real talent. Like, if you really pursued that, you you could be rich. I mean, you really could be. I mean, you should you should... You should be like a guy that people seek out to make their music videos and shit. Like you have a weird sense of how to put things together. It's a real talent, man. Who, who edited your last special? I did. Could have been you, Comedy man. Central one? Could have no. been you, Brian. See, I don't you want, see? I don't want Joe's much. Joe's having to do it himself. It's not much editing. It's just like... <laughs> That's just camera cuts. That's yeah, not... There's no editing. <laughs> what, what I'm talking about, like, he did some stuff, like, 
look at uh, the Austin video is my favorite one. Because, That's a great one. Yeah, you know, the little Austin. Yeah, with the dude that had the uh, that was born with no arms. No, no, no. I'm talking about the Joey Diaz. It was me, uh, Lil Esther, you, that and was Joey great Diaz. One too. Yeah. yeah. And just because uh, the editing, the audio editing, because I yeah. pretty much remixed music to go with everything. And yeah. It was, it was fun. Dude, you're really fucking talented yeah. with that. I really think it's your calling in life. You know, it's like as Joey Diaz is meant to be a stand-up comic, you're meant to be a video I have editor. more fun doing stand-up comedy. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> no, because it's immediate. It's immediate gratification. But the, you do shit that I can't do. I don't have that mind. My mind does not work that way. I'm trying to get back into it. And, and then this new computer is finally getting to the point where it's so much – the rendering thing was the thing that I, I hated and I, the reason that made me stop and where it's just sitting there waiting – you for, know, hours. for hours. For hours. What about those? Um, what about those new Macs? Those tubes? Those Super Mac tower? Well, it's funny because you'd think that would be the best computer because I almost because I mean I just bought a new computer and uh, researching those, uh, you you realize that they're using a different processor that isn't really that good for video editing as compared to the i7 processor that the iMacs use. So if you look at rendering times on one of those machines versus a iMac, the iMac even comes across being faster in a lot of the tests because those use Xeon processors, which aren't really... I don't know why they use the on processors. So is it because the software is optimized for that certain yeah, processor? Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. God, this is really boring. No wonder you left <laughs> video editing. <laughs> Well, he would call me like you know after he'd edited for like twelve hours. He goes, "I'm going fucking crazy. I, I don't think I could do this anymore. We're all, I'm almost done, but I'm going fucking crazy." Like, the, but the process, the result was amazing. I just think you got a very unique talent for that. That was man. also back in the days when when we were using mini DV tapes. Oh so yeah. Now, oh, so in geez. order to edit, I had to transfer every single tape onto my computer, oh. then look at it, and then go through the fifty hours. Now, I mean, you just pull a card out, slip it in. You know what you should do while you're single? You should you should do um, some sort of a a Brian reviews massage parlors. (laughs) I'm scared of that place. Those places now. Yeah. Because my favorite place got busted, and now Uh, that they're all fake cops that work there. Yeah, but uh, would you go to jail? Do you go to jail for going? You just got to play dumb. Oh yeah, you go to jail. No, you just got to play dumb. He's gonna go. I'm here to get my feet rubbed. Rub my feet. Yeah. You know, I'm here to get a foot massage true you know do you want anything else hey whatever you want to do i'm just here i'm just going to close my eyes you do what you want to do yeah and if you want a hundred bucks you know you just do what you want to do and i'll just lay back i tip good i tip good yeah i mean i'm a good tipper i just like massages i'm just gonna sit here you know me (laughs) were you were you going there because you got a little something extra or was it they got busted after the fact and you were like wait i didn't even know he doesn't know you don't know about rub maps. Yeah, this is my favorite website that I read every single day. Oh, you do know it. He does. Know. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing dumb. He's being all Hollywood on us. Josh McDermott, you've come a long way since Phoenix. <laughs> no, I mean it's 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 great, but it's it's it is something that also you have to think about, like the the sex the sex slave industry thing. You'll run into places where you're just like, this person does not want to be here. Like right Ooh. now, where I live. This is one of the craziest things I found. There's this uh, apartment or this old house uh, next to me, and they have like a garage, a separate garage out back, just this little small garage. And I saw uh, somebody come out of it the other day, and I'm like, what the fuck? There's, why is there some Asian girl in there? And then like a couple days later, uh, somebody opened up the door, and there's like four people living in this little garage about oh the God. size of my car. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous, and they're just living there. 
And that's the kind of shit that freaks me out. Because okay, but is that just people that, like, you know, some people come here from another country and they're poor and they have a relative here. Or the relative says, look, you can sleep in my garage until you get on your feet. We'll set up some beds. It's warm. We're in Burbank. You don't have to worry about it. It doesn't get cold at night. Or are they sex slaves? I don't know because yeah. they, they looked, they looked like they were just <sighs> miserable. That's the, that's the reality of prostitution being illegal, man. Yeah. That's a big part of the problem. If, if prostitution was completely legal and like a massage, I mean, which it should be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to give people massages, okay? I also don't want to give anybody any blowjobs. But there's some people that don't care. They don't. Mm-hmm. They like giving massages. They don't mind giving blowjobs for three hundred bucks instead of working at Denny's for three days for three hundred bucks. You know, right. and they wouldn't even get three hundred bucks to work there for three days. But they could blow you for five minutes and make three hundred bucks. Some people would do that, and that's their prerogative as adult human beings. Our issue is legality and these weird ethics that we attach to sexuality over everything else we do, like. Everything else you do where people serve you, well, people will serve you drinks, they'll serve you food. They don't fucking want to. Nobody wants to bring you your meat. Nobody wants to, Mr. McDermott, would you like some cracked pepper on that salad? He doesn't want to put fucking pepper on your salad. Right. That guy's only doing it because he wants your money. I mean, he's whoring himself out. And I mean this in the nicest way possible. I, he's not really, but I mean, he's doing it for money. You know, it's a job. It's a great job. There's nothing wrong with being a waiter. Don't, don't get me wrong. But there's also nothing wrong with having sex. I mean, we, we have this crazy idea in our head that sex is evil and nasty. And, oh, you're paying for sex. You get money for sex, you fucking <laughs> whore. Somebody pays you, and then they touch you, you fucking bitch. You know, like, it's craziness. We're, we have these weird attachments that are completely socially constructed. We've decided that these things are bad. The real issue is that stuff, mm-hmm. sex slavery. You're not talking about a woman who's like, just a grown woman, a mature woman who decides on her own, you know, it's just sex. Who gives a shit? It's a, it's a fine way to pay my bills and I can go travel and I'll do whatever the fuck I want with my life and I'll be independent. It's not, that, those are not the victims. The real issue is that when you have things illegal, then everything has to be seedy and hidden and, uh, you know, in, in the darkness and underground. And then you get things like sex slavery and it's very analogous to the drug war one of the real reasons why the drug war exists is because drugs are illegal the re- one of the real reasons why there's so much crime in Mexico that's related to the drug trade is directly because drugs aren't legal if drugs were legal you wouldn't have criminals that are selling drugs and if criminals weren't selling drugs you'd be able to buy drugs the same way you go to fucking CVS and buy liquor there's no fucking gang wars over whiskey it's not happening Right. Whiskey's sold and it's taxed and everybody seems to be fine. Other than the fact that people drink it and do stupid shit while they're on it, there's no violence and no murder and no crime attached to the production of fine whiskey. Yeah. It's just and that's how it should be with sex and that's how it should be with everything. We are adult human beings. If you want to pay someone to rub your feet, you should be able to do it. Could you imagine if, like, back massages were somehow or another deemed morally outrageous and you couldn't go and get a massage? Like, you know those places at the airport where you sit down, you put your face in that chair, Mm -hmm. and they come over and rub your back? What if they sucked your dick? I've tried. 
Listen, I'll put a blanket over yeah. us. Nobody needs to know. But I mean, over. if you went to a place like that and they gave you hand jobs, it would be the most glorious thing ever. If you went to that place and there was a beautiful Russian lady and she took you into this quiet room and she just cupped your balls with one hand and jerked you off with the other, oh, while you had an iPad, you're watching porn, oh, it'd be the greatest thing ever. I want to know what consent, like, what's the difference between, like, if you go on Backpage and you see they have escorts. Then they have le legit massages where they bring a table over to your house and they massage you. Then We're they all have in the same category. Yeah. Then they have body sliders where it's like they bring like a big inflatable uh, raft that you have like in a swimming pool, and then you get naked, and then they put oil over you, and they just slide their naked body on you, and that you're not fucking. But what? it's like, is that illegal or like what makes it? You have to have insertion. I mean, it just doesn't seem like escorting can be you can be caught for it because like if you really i don't know it, uh, it just seems like what's the law with how that? much like, for a body difference? slider though uh 150 bucks usually for know. a half hour do they, do they define what a body slider is uh there's videos of it you can there's actually videos on youtube uh it's uh it's it's it's, it's i mean it sounds great but you sound like that's just a, <laughs> see that's one of those things where it's like it's again it's like a cultural thing like what a, what what is a body slider you know like you have to define it because like you know what's a sandwich everybody knows a sandwich is some shit that's in between two slices of bread if you order a sandwich someone brings you a pizza you're like right. what the fuck is this yeah. this is what we call a sandwich you know what what do you call a body slider in in northern california is it the right. same as a body slider in chicago what's a fucking body slider man right never it's heard all of a body underground slider. sneaky shit yeah, body slides, uh, and, and, and you just sit there with, like, a boner out, and they, they just pretty much rub their whole body on your your boner, body, boobs. Like, it's just no insertion, but it's pretty much everything else. But is that illegal? Um, I say no. If no insertion, I don't think it's illegal. <coughs> so it's just insertion. But I think if you come, it's probably illegal. Right. That's where all the fucking... Mm. That's where the hullabaloo is. It's it's about <laughs> orgasming. Nobody. It's a bunch of haters. They don't want you to come. Is there like a five second rule? Like if you come, but you put it in your mouth real quick, and it doesn't count because it's going back in your body. <laughs> That's disgusting, man. <laughs> Why is it disgusting? It came out of your body two seconds. You know. Shut the fuck up. Seriously. <laughs> Just think before you say something like that. Imagine that undercover cop who got assigned a body sliding. <laughs> How about the undercover cop that watches him eat his own cum? <laughs> no, yeah. five second rule. Five second rule. Well, I mean, do, do you guys... What, what, what are you talking? I don't see any cum. I always find it weird, though, like if you have a goober in your mouth and you could feel it, it's one of those thick ones, and then you spit it on a piece of paper, the, the idea of you now licking that back up is the most grossest thing in the world. But just a second ago, you were in your mouth just tasting it and True. swishing it around. Because you don't think about it. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's out of sight, out of mind. You don't have to look at it. It's when you look at it. You know? <laughs> kind of grossed well, out. Well, it's right like now. if you had to take a shit, you know, that's one thing. You're like, oh, I can't wait to take a shit. And you get on that toilet and it, oh, it comes out. But if you had to stuff that shit back in your <laughs> asshole, just if you had to reach in there with rubber gloves on and just pack your own <laughs> ass, repack it, that might be one of the worst things you could ever do. Like taking a shit <laughs> right. is amazing. I love you know? taking a dump. Oh, man. when you hold it in for just a little bit, not a long time, just an extra, extra 20 minutes, and you get on that toilet, just, ah, oh, you feel those logs just fucking barreling down the river. Boom, 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 boom. I went to, uh, I, I took a dump at the mall the other day, <laughs> and I've been trying to eat healthier, eating more greens and stuff, so it came out like very earthy, right? It wasn't anything horrible, it just smelled, and I flushed. 
And then the guy came in to clean the restroom and started choking. <laughs> and I felt so good. And he just, oh and I could hear him God. like trying to clean up. And then he just goes, at, at the end, he just goes, he was in there about two minutes. And he goes, it smells like fucking shit. And he just left. <laughs> Oh yeah, like that, felt, that was like a highlight of my life. Yeah, like you scored on him. Oh you did. You scored on him. If you fucking shit in a bathroom, then the guy's got to go in there right after you. You scored on that dude. Oh, uh, so, and I had flushed, so it wasn't like it was still sitting there stewing. Like it was post flush. Well, there's nothing worse than when you have to shit really bad, and the only option is a porta potty. Ugh. And you're at a concert, and there's 20 people behind you, and there's a long ass line. Yeah. And you go in there, and you plop down, and you're shitting on other people's shit that sh is on top of other people's shit, which is on other people's shit, which is all in Smurf juice. And you just <laughs> j dropping logs on top of pre-existing logs and just gagging. <laughs> Meanwhile, the band's playing your favorite song. <laughs> Freebird, no, fuck, I gotta I get my That's why on. I was here. Did you, I saw this online, they had a, a thing about the porta potties. Like, the whole point of them is you're supposed to close the lid, and then that will take the scent out up through this, like, funnel, like this tube. And release the scent up there, but the reason porta potties smell so bad is because everyone just leaves the lid up. No one wants to touch it. Oh god. Yeah. That's all bullshit. It stinks. Yeah. It's a fucking confined space. You're shitting in a phone booth. It's not going anywhere. That smells everywhere. I think as a society we could try it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's still gonna stink, we could at least give it a shot. In The Walking Dead, do you guys shit out in the woods? Do you drop logs? We in the got woods trailers out there that have uh, like. Like nice. they're air conditioned, they're down to like fifty degrees, Ooh. so it's like ninety nice. degrees outside. And then we—I mean, I'm finding excuses to take a dump. Do you sometimes have like long downtime in between scenes? So you could take a nice fat nap. Oh, yeah. yeah, I used to love those. If you can, I mean, oh. well, because a lot of times, because we shoot on location, so everything it takes a while to get back to like your trailer where like I have a couch or something I could sleep on and so there, there's it's rare that uh, they would make you sit for that long how far away are you from like the set like if your trailer is one place how far away is the set where you're filming um it's usually it's always less than 10 minutes you, you were know? telling us before that you get there at five o'clock in the morning but when are you done you didn't say when you were done. oh um well we'll use up all the sunshine so like it, the sun sets about 9 p.m. in Georgia. 9 p.m. in the summer? Mm -hmm. Wow. So you're working long yeah. motherfucking days. So they try and schedule it because I think, you know, I'm, there's like a with the actors union, you have like a turnaround, like you 12 hours, 12 hours. And if they make you come back, with, you know, shorter than the 12 hour turnaround, they have to pay you. And um, so I, I don't know. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Actually, it's because I'm a I'm considered a local actor, um, a local hire, because I live in Atlanta. Then they there's like some rules around that where they don't have to uh, pay me all the time. Did you get apartment in Atlanta, mm -hmm. or did you you rent a house or uh, yeah, just I got an apartment. apartment. And um, when you when you come back to L.A., did you keep an apartment in L.A. or do you just mm -hmm. stay here for a little bit? I kept one here, and then I and I I'm gonna have that as long as uh, I'm on the show because. I don't know when I'll get killed off, and I'm not going to want to go find a new place. I, I like where I live now. Do you ever go to the producer and go, listen, I'm about to re-sign my lease. Is there anything I should know? Um, <laughs> That's a good the, question. Apparently yeah. that happened with one of the actors who are like Ooh. at the start of the season, because they're secretive to us. Of course. you know. But they were like, hey, so I have a feeling I'm being set up to be killed. Uh, should I, you know, I don't want to sign the lease. And like, no, 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 you're fine. And they went and signed the lease and then they get killed. Wow. Well, what the fuck, what man? What a dick. Yeah. Do they go to them and they go, hey, what the fuck? 
Yeah, they were pretty upset. But then there was another guy who <laughs> who literally got it out of um, Lawrence uh, Gilliard, who plays Bob, the guy who got his leg chopped off yeah. uh, and eaten by the cannibals. Um, he didn't want to sign the lease because he had a feeling he was about to go. And so he actually got the producers to tell him, like, he like sat in the meeting with them until he wouldn't leave until they told him. Whoa. Like, yeah, you're going to die in episode three or whatever. What? I and don't then, get that. It was because he was about to sign a lease. That's it. Yeah. He's so he's like, like, look, this is going to cost me 10000 bucks or 12000 right. bucks. So like, he just didn't want to, you know, I mean, obviously you can break a lease and, you know, but you're still paying for that. But um, he got it out of them. And then, of course, like, you know, they didn't tell us that he was dying. And I'm sitting there, like, texting him, like, hey, man, where are you living this season? This... And he's, like, radio silent. And then I figured out that they were going to kill him. So I'm like, why would he be avoiding me right now? He's uh... not telling me where he's living. It was just weird. You know, whatever. When you shot, when you had that scene, when you shot that one scene where you, you shot up the truck uh -huh. and, like, shot the gas tank and all that stuff. Like, wh wh how much of that was real? Like, did you, you were shooting a gun, but was it blanks? Or were you actually shooting at that car? Because it seemed like you were actually hitting that car. Yeah, it was half and half. So they did, um, so they give you blanks, but then they tell you once you're out, you know, just keep firing or mimicking like you're you're firing the weapon. And then, um, you know, because they'll, they'll cut it around and everything. I think there's only like 20 rounds in that clip. You know, and I think if you really look at it, I was probably fired like over a hundred shots. You know? <laughs> That's a fucking problem with revolvers. But it's easy. In movies. It, it costs like five bucks to put in a muzzle flash uh, in like post production. Oh, you know, so yeah. they're like, you know, so just keep jerking the gun like you're firing away. And so I did that. And um, but then what they do is they had these guys because we were right next to a cornfield and they had our special effects guys like perched on some uh, ladders with these like uh, paintball guns with these exploding. Um, I don't know the pellets that make you know kind of spark off. So like when I go and I shoot up the truck, they're fire actually the ones firing the truck and beep 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 and it just hits on the ah, truck and everything. Sweet. So that was really cool because they used to have to like run this line of um, of charges or whatever and have those explode at one time. Well, when you when you kill a zombie, like what is actually happening? Like, because some of it is obviously so CGI. -y. Right. Like the blood the looks blood. fake. It looks, you know, yeah. like some of it's. It's almost very like they do digital. it so it's not too realistic, so they they could show it almost. Like the craziness of the blood is almost like. Yeah. You know, it varies because the one scene in Terminus when they beat the people over the head and then cut their throat, that looked real as fuck. That well, was they had, super disturbing. With that, they had um, like these tubes that were just tied around their neck, and even everyone on set was going like, "Oh, this looks totally fake," and they're like, "No, no, no, we'll color that out." later and the tubes were actually like gushing out the blood oh. and so when they cut you know so they they do the motion to cut and i think they either had like a rubber knife or a lot of times they have a knife that's just the handle mm -hmm. with some like green tape on the end and it's so it's not a full knife or machete sort of thing and then they paint that in later oh the so knife then, is cgi yeah so that like if i got this water bottle and there's no blade on the end of it and i just use that and then they can just paint that in and make it look like a knife as i cut my throat so cool and then they just painted out the uh, the tube so that all that was left was just blood gushing out into the trough. Oh, it's pretty fucking awesome. It looks so real. It was, that looked awful. That was brutal, man. Well, that whole scene was like, it was so it was hard to see how these people could become those people it was so hard, especially when they would show the background on them, yeah. like how they what they were when the 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 whole outbreak first happened like they were normal and then they became cannibals yeah and then they're just treating and they're marking down on clipboards where they're beating people over the head it's with all methodical yeah it was really weird it was almost 
too over the top because it was like, God, I can't see anybody that I know getting to that point where they club someone and turn them into a steak. Yeah. You know, but. But at this point, you got to survive. You got to eat. Terrifying, though. But all that CGI stuff, Michonne, the the girl with the sword, Mm -hmm. like her sword is fake usually. And that's all painted in after the fact. So what does her sword look like when she's swinging it around? The actual. It's just the handle. That's it. Just the handle. Yeah. Just the handle. They so there's have, no sword. So they have a real sword, but they right. rarely ever have it out and use it, you know? Like, they might use it if she's just, like, presenting it to someone or whatever. But then they have, like, a rubber sword that looks exactly like it or plastic so that, you know, for safety reasons. But then they just have a lot of them that are either, like, a half nub or just no sword at all, just the, the handle. She has the best weapon. She for does. sure. That was one thing that I learned. If the zombies are coming, and they're not those 28 days later zombies that fucking sprint at you. Yeah. If those slow-ass zombies, you want to have a samurai sword. Yeah. I would have a great old fucking time. That's one of the things that I didn't understand about the prison when everybody was like, you know, the, all these zombies are pushing up against that wall. I'm like, there's not that many. Give me a sword. Let me let me go out there and go fuck there and them start up. popping them. Yeah, have a great time. Just whoosh, just start fucking hacking heads That's off. That's kind of the sad thing is that we'll never really get to experience that. Oh, you say that? <laughs> never know. With all these liberals today and they're denying of the Lord, the demons may rise. All this gay marriage and transgender mayors and all kinds of shit going on in the world. I would uh, take that samurai sword over basically any weapon because it's not too heavy. Like if you had like Conan's sword, like a big broad sword, that'd be tough. That's heavy. You'd have to be, be real tough. Some, you know, built like the rock. I'd or like something. an aluminum bat. Yeah, but they don't always die. You know, to to, to uh, I, that's another confusing thing about the zombies. You just got to poke them in the eye and they're dead. Like it seems like you just get you just into their head, get their brain, and it's super easy to stab someone in the temple. Apparently. And the knife just goes right in there like it's butter. Yeah, <laughs> is, it, is it the zombie blood that makes you a zombie, or is it any secretions? Like, no. could you fuck a, like you a zombie bite. in the butt, and when would you get become a zombie if you fucked a zombie in the butt? I don't think so, but you're already infected, so who cares? Yeah, you're already infected, which is weird because like when the guy got bit last night in that, that episode, he got bit. But if he just cauterizes that wound, does he become a zombie? Um. Oh, I fucked I them up. Think, well, I think, well, I'm not the they expert didn't, they on didn't this. They think but this I think, shit through. I don't think they thought this shit through. Yeah, actually, the whole show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think if the, if the infect, you know, because you're already infected or you're already, you already have what's, in, you know, that's inside you. If you die, you're going to turn. But if you get bit, then that infection is going to come in and trigger whatever's inside of you. So if you cut off your arm like they did and cauterize it, then you're probably okay. Because they did that with Herschel in right. his leg. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was weird. You know, that was like, okay, you just guys just fuck with the rules. Because it used to be something bites you and then it gets in your bloodstream and like, you know. Well, yeah. well they've been fucking with the rules since the beginning, even in the pilot. Because um, zombies aren't supposed to have any sort of like recollection of them being normal humans. And the, there was like a little girl at that gas station who walks by and just bends down and picks up her little teddy bear. That was hers, and tucks it up and walks away, but her face is all mangled. She's a zombie at that point. Because Frank Darabont was like, fuck the rules. I'm going to do my own thing. I like that guy. You know? (laughs) You should go to to Medieval Times and get some chain mail, right? Wouldn't you just wear like a a knight Yeah, you would just dress up like a riot police. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. Why don't you do that? Do it. Riot police, like they have that... uh, 
The Kevlar. Yeah. They can't bite through that they can't shit. Bite through that shit. No. Their teeth yeah. would break. Yeah, you can't even fucking stab someone. There's a that guy shit. who made like the uh, the a shark bite suit. Did yeah. you see this? Yeah. yeah. And I st so I did some uh, Shark After Dark during Shark Week. You did Josh Shark Wolf. After Dark. Yeah. You, have you heard of, of this show? It's with you know Josh Wolf, right? The comic. Yeah. Yeah. So he hosts it, and they just talk all about sharks and all this stuff. And um, this guy comes on, and he had this like chainmail suit that is supposedly supposedly a, a bite proof. And um, they were stabbing. Josh was wearing it. They were stabbing him with a knife, and the knife was bending. As, and they were trying to stab him in the chest, but the guy was showing us how, you know, you can just take a knife, and he had a, the glove on, and he was slicing, like, the webbing in between his fingers, and um, everyone's like, oh, my God, oh, whatever, and then they gave me an ice pick, and he put his hand out, and kind of like that movie Alien, I had to go in between his fingers and do that, and they told me beforehand, they go, go ahead and, like, you know, pop him in the hand a few times because he's not going to, it's not going to hurt him or anything, and so I did that, and then I just started just jamming the, the ice pick into his hand, and apparently I broke his hand. Oh, my God. Yeah. You broke his hand? I broke his hand. Josh told me that. jamming it? Oh, dude, it was, I was pounding, <laughs> man. But I'm like, the producers told me that it was okay, but was he's he like, screaming? oh, he was like, ooh, okay. And, uh, so and some people that were with me were like, oh, dude, I think you heard him. I'm like, no, nah, he's playing it up. They said he couldn't get hurt. But oh then Josh God. tells me like a month later, he's like, yeah, you broke that dude's hand. Wow. That's hilarious. I felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stronger than a shark. <laughs> That's the That's... one thing that would freak you out. Like if a shark got a hold of your arm, it's going to snap your fucking yeah. arm like a twig. It's just like, like a swimming muscle. Like, I've seen a lot of guys get their arms broken in fights where they get kicked and they're blocking the kick and, like, the shin hits their arm. I saw one just last night. I was watching Access TV, Legacy Kickboxing. This guy got kicked, blocked it, and his arm just went limp in the middle, just started dangling low. Oh, God. Oh, it was crazy. He, and he's still fighting. He's trying to, he threw a knee and you see his arm, like, flopping oh. around. Did you hear about Hector Lombard? Yes. Another one test positive. Jesus. The UFC and MMA in general is a steroid epidemic. Really? They started this like really stringent testing, and everybody's getting popped. Mm. They're just getting popped left and right. I mean, it's one of the things that fighters have been saying for a long time that everyone's on steroids. That it, you know, a huge percentage, give them number fifty, sixty, whatever the fuck it is, that are on steroids. Look, apparently your your body just can't. the The idea of a normal training <clears throat> normal training camp, which is Fighters will work out sometimes three times a day. They'll do, uh, maybe they'll run and do like uh, sprints in the morning. Then they'll do some kind of strength and conditioning in the afternoon. And then they'll do wrestling or jujitsu at night. And they'll vary. Like they'll, the next day they'll do kickboxing in the morning and running in the afternoon and weightlifting at night. And they mix it up. But you're talking about working out three times in a day because you have all these different skills that you have to work on. You have to work on your wrestling. You have to work on kickboxing, jujitsu, and there's just not enough time in the day, and there's not enough time for your body to heal. So that's where it comes in, Doctor Feelgood. <laughs> it comes along, yeah, 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 bang. What, what do you think, though? With like, you know, Silva was injured, and they were saying that maybe the doctor that he was working with had has had a past of, you know, over prescribing, you know, uh, amounts of steroids or legal steroids. Maybe? You're saying maybe or he has? No, he has. There, I saw something the other day where uh, a, uh, what's his doctor's name? He's like a Brazilian, um, 
doctor that it's okay whatever his name is but uh, i guess in the past uh this other fighter was like yeah he uh i was was approved to 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 use this kind of steroid or something like that for an injury and he gave me too much and then i uh you know which caused me to be like seven months of being penalized you know out of the ufc and uh i forget this fighter's name but he says you know, like that's what's happened to silva silva he's like been fighting since 17 he's never touched steroids you know he's been working this injury and it might just be that right it could be there's a lot of it could be that but uh, another issue is there was a um a tv show they did a long time ago back from anderson's house and uh one of the things they saw in the background was pen tips for uh, nortotropin. It was on a shelf, mm. a very specific box that has pen tips. Nortotropin is a type of human growth hormone pen, and you take this human growth hormone and you inject it in someone's body. Um, and so that might not have been his, so who knows? UFC fighter claims some doctor who screwed up his TRT has now victimized Anderson Silva. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, you can't listen to these guys, though, Bigfoot. because there's a lot of... Yeah, see, Bigfoot, you know... He, he he's blaming a doctor for him taking an abnormally high dose of testosterone. Maybe true, may not be true, but it's within his best interest to say that the doctor is at fault and it's not his fault. The doctor said he was going to sue him because the doctor's like, you know, you're you're lying. I didn't do anything unethical or outrageous to you, and I, everything you wanted me to do, I did for you. Who the fuck knows who's telling the truth? It's it's totally a he said it's she said thing. It turns into a game. But Anderson was coming back from a broken leg, and um, he tested positive for the way I understand it, metabolites, which means it was it was leaving his system. It was a very trace amount. If that is the case, it could very well be that he got on some steroids so that he could heal up quicker. Because what steroids do is they allow you to recover quicker. So if he's 39 years old and he broke his fucking leg you're talking about a long ass period of recovery or you take steroids and you recover in nine months instead of 15 months or you know fill in the blank with whatever the real number is so that could be what was going on but the reality is it's illegal right you can't do it if it takes you 15 months you, you the excuse cannot be oh i'm going to give you some illegal drugs so that you heal quicker um, this is the only reason why you take these drugs. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine. No, you're never allowed to take steroids because one of the things that happens when you take steroids is it, it creates permanent changes in your muscles, depending upon the steroid. Permanent changes, permanent, like your, your, your muscle density and your tendon strength and, and various attributes of your muscles. It's been proven that some of the benefits of steroids continue permanently. So it's not just when you're on them, you're a fucking the Hulk. Because mm -hmm. a lot of these guys, especially back in the day when they were fighting in Pride, like they, I had Ensign Inouye, who was on the podcast, who was a fighter from Pride, who was totally clean, who said it was on his fucking contract. They said on the contract, we will not test you for steroids. They said it on the contract, encouraged guys to take steroids. Wow. So a lot of guys took it. But you, you get stronger than you're supposed to be. You're not really a person anymore. It's like if you're a person, okay, like let's imagine, you know, they're doing all these weird things now with genetics where they're, they're taking like uh, a fucking a mouse and they're growing a human ear on its back and then, you know, they're taking that human right. ear and inserting it in a person. We're doing all this weird shit with people. If they take Josh McDermott and they add one-tenth of one percent rhino genes, 
and all of a sudden you're fucking running through brick walls and rah! are you even a person anymore if you get off that drug but you retain a fraction of that ability whatever the fraction is you you're it's it's arguable that a person who takes steroids especially prolonged steroid use over a long career of fighting you know you know you've fought for 15 years been taking steroids for 15 years you might you're not really technically the same as you would ever be without those steroids like you're you're another category you're a coca-cola has a certain amount of ingredients okay this is a bad analogy i know but if you look at the ingredients of coca-cola and you add tequila that is not fucking coca-cola anymore now you have a new thing and shit, shit sandwich should be able to should you be able to serve that that coca-cola tequila out of a coke machine no you should not because people are looking for coke now human beings vary widely biologically so it's not the best analogy but the reality is especially as this is this whole steroid epidemic is one thing we have to recognize the use of steroids is less than 100 years old less than 100 years old in steroids and athletics i mean i don't know what the fuck they were taking in the 1940s if they had anything cocaine go they did they did take <laughs> cocaine back then mm -hmm. i mean they did they most certainly did amphetamines have always been an issue with baseball amphetamines and stimulants and things that increase your ability to concentrate and your you know your ability to stay awake there's always been substances that people have taken but the actual use of anabolic steroids in human beings is relatively recent in human history and I think that as time goes on, they're going to create more and more powerful and crazier shit. And it's going to get to the point where you're going to test negative because you're not on it anymore, but your body will forever be changed. Like you'll, girls will be in denial about having a fake butt. And oh my God, it's totally my butt. Well, because they can take the fat, suck it out of your thighs, pack it in your ass, and it stays in your ass now. You know, they, it stays forever. When you gain weight, your ass gains weight. When you lose weight, your ass loses weight. But your ass will always have more fat than it ever did before because you've literally packed fat in there, and people can lie about it. And I got that scar. I fell on a swing when I was little. That's, <laughs> you're going to have men that are like that. You're going to take a guy, and you're going to give him a shot, and he's going to turn into the fucking Hulk, and then that shot's going to wear off, and his body's going to stay the same. And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. There's, they're on their way. There, there's all sorts of, like this thing that Hector Lombard got popped for today. I've never even heard of this shit before. They're calling it DMT, which is obviously not dimethyltryptamine, <laughs> but it's, psh, I'm going to try this. What if it was? Desomethyltestosterone. Deso, des, whoa, desoxy, D-E-S-O-X-Y, desoxymethyltestosterone. Desoxy, desoxymethy testosterone I don't know whatever the fuck that is I've never even heard of it before and so it's apparently a designer anabolic steroid so what I think that means is that these one of these steroids has been concocted to get around the rules like um, you know they had that shit the clear that Barry Bonds was on yeah. the Balco scandal that was all about they devised a steroid that was very similar in efficacy in the way it worked but not the same exact molecular structure as like anabolic steroids that are common so they were able to put it on these guys like it was like a lotion you'd rub it on your body would fucking get fucking crazy and they would pass these tests you know this, the tests are getting way way more sophisticated so who knows Lombard must have I mean must have thought that he couldn't get in trouble for this shit I don't know I don't understand it have you ever tried uh, steroids, Josh? No. I mean, I've had like steroid shots. 
cortisone shots. Right? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Same. But no, dude, they used to have the shit that you could buy. The strongest shit that I ever took, you could buy. You could buy it in. Um, you could buy it in, like GNC, and it was called Mag Ten. It was ridiculous. You take like ten pills a day. And you would gain, like, I gained, like, 10 pounds of muscle in, like, six weeks of doing it. Jeez. Oh, my God. And this, is, this. and this is how I know that it was a total steroid. Because, first of all, now it's illegal. You can't sell it anymore. But when I got off it, my dick took a vacation. It's like, see ya, dude. Shh. Like, my testosterone just shut down. It just wow. stopped working. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, I couldn't get it up. Like, my, my dick was broken for, like, two weeks. That's fucked up. <laughs> Grief, man. <laughs> but it's some shit that you could just buy. You, there used to be all these loopholes. You could buy stuff at GNC. You could just buy these things. Is Tribulus still legal? No, that's legal. See, those are very mild. Tribulus it and... It like it still fucked with me. I remember taking that and then after a couple of weeks getting kind of like angry or like... That doesn't Arr. really make sense. No? No. It's Why very, were you very, taking very it? Very mild. Because I hang out with Joe Rogan, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tribulus is just a root and it does... It, it very mildly enhances your body's production of testosterone. There's another one called Tungat Ali that has a similar effect that's also like a, a plant-based substance that mildly enhances your body's ability to but it doesn't fuck with the production of it the thing about steroids is what happens is like you 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 take something and it just jacks your body's levels of testosterone so then your body's natural production of testosterone shuts down and that's why like when i took that mag 10 stuff like after i got off of it my body was like yeah dude i'm not really feeling like Fucking, we're just gonna <laughs> we just take a little break here. I mean, it took two weeks to get your wiener back, but did, I mean, it wasn't how really long... two weeks. It was really, you know, I'm, I'm how long before you felt like you were maybe. I mean, did you feel any other side effects after going off of it? Or I felt like weak. how long did it I take? I felt physically weaker, and then I lost some weight. Like I lost like muscle mass. Like you gain mm -hmm. a certain amount of muscle, but there was like a lot of these things that you could just buy. You should just buy them at stores because they were like these loopholes. Like, like you know how bath salts exist? Do you know, yeah. do you know the whole story yeah. behind it? It exists, for folks who don't know, because you would take something like crystal meth, which is an absolutely illegal drug, but if you change just one compound, one molecule of that compound, just alter it slightly, and then sell it, no one can say it's illegal because it's not illegal. It's not the same thing anymore. If meth is illegal, and then you just tweak it a little bit, like... Dimethyltryptamine was turned, this is the psychedelic drug, was made illegal in 1970 by the sweeping psychedelic act of 1970. But they missed 5-methoxy-dimethyltryptamine, which is actually stronger. There's NN-dimethyltryptamine and then 5-methoxy-dimethyltryptamine. 5-methoxy-dimethyltryptamine is like dimethyltryptamine, like an oxygen molecule attached to it or something like that. So it's just slightly different, but legal. But if you'd smoked it, you would go to the center of the fucking universe and converge with God in the most epic journey yeah. of your life. I mean, it's like way stronger than mushrooms. Yeah. I mean, um, if you took a good breakthrough dose of 5-MeO-DMT, it'll change you for the rest of your fucking life. And that was legal. And it was only legal because it wasn't technically dimethyltryptamine which was illegal. So that's what this bath salts thing is. They alter the compound slightly, and then they sell it not for human consumption. They say bath salts, and then they sell it at grocery stores, or, I mean, you know, 7-Elevens, or wherever they want to sell right. it. Gas stations, mostly, I think. 
and they can get away with doing that because it's not technically the same drug and they just keep altering it keep tweaking it a little bit here and tweaking it a little bit there with varying results too which is gets really weird That's cool. like the difference between dmt and 5meo dmt is profound in the effects 5-MeO is stronger, but there's no visual experience. The visual is just pure white, and it's like white molecules, like fractal white around you. It doesn't have the visual effect of NN-dimethyltryptamine. NN-dimethyltryptamine, which is what you know, this the, the, what ayahuasca is based on, and that's all. It's very hallucinogenic. Like the things you see, the visuals are spectacular. The colors are amazing. All those things are missing from 5-MeO which is like kissing cousins to the same drug. So it's yeah. so that's I think one of the things that's wrong with basalts is like some of them, you know, you tweak it one way or another and, and especially on different individuals have different they have biodiversity in the way they respond to different drugs. You have varying effects like that fucking dude who ate that dude's face off. Grief. <laughs> Just like zombies. We bring it back to zombies. How do you Josh remember all that shit, man? Drugs. Drugs help me remember it. I take Alpha Brain. That helps me remember it. You had to have been really good in school. I was terrible in school. That, that makes no sense because you 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 capture so much information. You were so. an encyclopedia of yeah. knowledge. Like I mean, I was talking to someone the other day. I don't remember who, but I was just like, yeah, he, like he'll, he'll start saying something, and just like ten minutes later, you're just like, I don't, I don't even remember what you said. There was so much information <laughs> that you just threw at me, and it's not like you're like, because for me, I'm always like, yeah. So then there's this one drug, and it's like. Five and something, but anyway, no, you like. I don't know when you learned about all this, but I guarantee it was a while ago, and like you still can recall it like that. And that's, yeah, but that's only certain. I admire things. that. It's only things that I'm interested in. See, I, I have a photographic memory for some things. Sure, but for things that I don't give a fuck about, there's no memory. So that's why he wasn't good in school. He just didn't give yes. a fuck. About yeah, hundred percent. I remember like teachers that were annoying. Yeah. I remember funny things that happened in school. Yeah. I remember things that I learned that I thought were, was fascinating. But if I didn't care, like I, I, my brain only works for shit I care about. If I, I'm like completely reckless in that regard. Like I didn't plan for the future at all. Never graduated college. Never thought about. Uh, never like, man, I need to figure out a way to get a real job. Right. Nope. Nope, not going to do it. I for from the t jump, like I went to college for three years, like completely just so that people didn't think I was a loser. That's the only reason why I went. <laughs> Barely paid attention. I went to UMass Boston and just fucking half-assed it. I didn't even take my SETs because um, when out of college, I took a year off and I was like, well, eventually I'll take my SETs. I'll go to school. I'll you know I'll get a degree. But I was bullshitting myself. Yeah. And then a year later, I was like, I got to do something. I can't keep telling people that I'm eventually going to go back to college. So I started going. UMass Boston had this like continuing education program where you didn't even have to. Um, have to uh, have SAT scores. You, know, you just had to have not failed high school, I guess. I don't remember how it exactly went. But I was wasting my time. I just said, it was just going and half-assing it. And then three years in, they uh, I think they told me I couldn't come back because my grades are really bad. So I, I remember I, I bullshitted and wrote this really eloquent response. And uh, I wrote it all out. I was going to send it in. And then I read it. And I was like, if I put half as much effort into school as yeah. I did to bullshitting them with this really eloquent letter that I'm writing about, I don't want to go to school. Mm -hmm. Then I realized, I got to stop. Just stop. 
Yeah. Like, I am not going to get a fucking normal job. I need to. I, my parents are completely disappointed in me, but it's okay. I'm already out of the house, so let's just you know let's just run with this. You know they didn't want me doing anything that I ever did, so just let me just keep going. So the things that I'm interested in, like back then, if you asked me questions about Taekwondo, which is what I was obsessed with back then. I would be able to tell you everything, where it started, who created it, who invented this technique, who was first successful with this technique, when they changed the variability of uh, the, how you use your hips. One, there's one style that does it this way, another style does it that way. Yeah. This, is, this is the benefits of this, this is the benefits of that. And I would be able to rattle off anything about things that I was interested in. But it was, it's like I have like an OCD, like obsessive weird brain, but it's not a good brain for like lawn care. Right, <laughs> you know, it's not it's not a good brain for remembering to pay your bills. It's not a good brain for like if I had a job and you know you got to show effort to be a part of this company. This company is all about cooperation. See that board? We've got our tenants that we abide by. And this I've fucking checked out, gone. Yep. Second paragraph. I'm already trying to figure out how to make a living delivering newspapers. Right on a boss or something. That's you know? hilarious. I was horrible in school, man. Me of course too. you were. That's but why I you're would, funny. But I would, I would ace all my tests without studying. Huh? Just because I, I, I learn by listening, and so I just keep my mouth shut a lot of times, and I just absorb that way. And then, so I'd listen to lectures or whatever. And then in high school, you most of your grade is your homework. But I'm like, fuck the homework, and I'd come in and ace my tests and just barely pass with a C. You know, because I would at least get a little bit. And so then in college was, you know, they don't care if you do your homework or not. You don't get graded on that. So I was like getting great grades in college. I just barely get by by just doing the homework well, or uh, by, by acing the test. You just have a really good brain. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Your brain works. I slept all day. I would stay up, watch Tonight Show, Jaylen, or Johnny Carson, then I'd watch Letterman, then I would watch whatever was after that, and then go to bed like four in the morning, wake up at six. Go to school, sleep in every single class. That's why I wear a hat. <laughs> I just sit down and be like this. You know, I just be like, you know, and then uh, somehow got a C. Like, yeah, I just got C's. I got C's all through high school. The problem with high school is that it's being taught by people that are not making any money. No one gives a fuck about them. They, yep. You only hear about them when they make mistakes. Nobody's praising teachers for being amazing and being inspirational. It's so rare that teachers get any props. They, they're, they're not financially compensated, even though they, they have one of the most important roles in a child's development. They're not considered significant. Yep. It's a stupid fucking thing that we've done. We've created these really arcane, shitty, ineffective systems for education, and it's rare that you get one that's great. I mean, when you find a good school district, man, people fucking sell their houses, oh, yeah. move to these neighborhoods. They do whatever they, they can to be involved. Start signing their kid up right when they're born yeah, just they, to get into kindergarten. Yeah. They do whatever they can to get their kid into a good school system. And then the argument of, like, you know, not paying the teachers. Well, we don't want to pay them a lot of money and then attract the wrong kind of people. What does that mean? Are you, mean? What is, what are you kidding me? What does that mean, man? That is so stupid. It's what it's very aggravating. Yeah, I have several teachers in my family. And it's very frustrating to see the struggles that they go through and not having enough money in the budget to buy the freaking materials they need to teach the kids the curriculum. Um, you know, it's and and that's not just like centralized to that school district. It is like nationwide. Well, it's, you know? it's, it's got to be fun because kids like to play. Like, here's the thing. One of the things that drives me fucking bananas is this idea that kids that are bored in class have a disease. You, he's got ADHD, OCD. Mm -hmm. He's got something. He's not sitting. You're not supposed to sit. 
Okay, little kids are supposed to be playing and they have energy. Dude, I have little kids and my six-year-old, she's a fucking bundle of energy. They literally will run around the house screaming. The yeah. six and the four, they, they get together and they go, ah, and they just run. It's like they have a flame inside them they need to burn off. And you make a little kid sit in a class and pay attention, pay attention, Joshua. Joshua, up here on the board. I want your eyes up here. And you're like, oh my God, I gotta get out of here. Yep. Your body's freaking out. Your body is literally freaking out. You just you just wanna get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and meanwhile, you got a video game in your pocket you wanna play, or you got a fucking comic book you wanna read that's right. way more stimulating and interesting than this horse shit. This fucking lady's talking to you in Spanish. We're in America, bitch, okay? No, 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 no. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I got to get out of here. And that's that's most kids through high school. You're, you're fucking, whether it's math or English or fucking history, you don't want to be doing that right then. And, you know, the idea is that they're going to teach you discipline. You're going to sit there. No, they're going to turn you into a goddamn zombie. That's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. They're going to turn you into a cubicle zombie. And if you let them, they will do it. Or if you resist, you can find your way out of the system. But the idea that you're not intelligent unless you 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 follow this ridiculous curriculum that turns you into a worker bee, yeah. it's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's a stupid, shitty plan that they've been following for a long fucking time. And it doesn't work on everybody. You're different than me. I'm different than you. We're all we're fucking different. And every kid needs a different approach to absorbing information. That's right. And you're going to have interests that I don't have. You know, like we're talking about video editing. If I had to go to fucking school or I had to become a video editor, I, I'm not interested in it. It's not, I have no fascination. Like if you had to become a pro professional pool player, you have no fascination with it. It's like you, we all vary in our personality, in our life experiences, and in what we're attracted to. And some people are going to be attracted to different things. I believe that children should absolutely learn the basic building blocks. Every kid should learn how to write, should be, learn how to read, you should learn how to count, you should learn about the important facets of history. Agreed, everyone. But the idea that every fucking kid should follow the same curriculum in the same way, and how come nobody ever takes kids that are fucking antsy or that crack jokes all the time? Nobody ever pulls them aside and goes, hey man. You should be a fucking comic. Yeah. Like, you know, you could be a comic. There's thousands of them. Yeah. Like, this is, we're not talking about be the president. I'm going to be the president when I grow up. Listen, bitch, there's one fucking president. One. 350 million people, one guy gets to be president. Good luck. That's a shitty fucking job proposition. Yeah. Your, your odds suck. But the odds of being a comedian, not bad. Right. If you're actually funny, you, you can, oh, you're, listen, Johnny, sit down. You're a fuck up, okay? Here's the good news. So was Bill Cosby. So was Sam Kinison. That's right. So was Richard Pryor. So was Eddie Murphy. They're all fuck-ups, okay? Well, their fuck-ups are comics. That's not all comics, you know? I'm sure there's probably comics that were, like, really studious and did great and had good grades. A lot of us were fuck-ups. That's right. That's right. God damn it. Brian, he's right. Uh, I, I guess. <laughs> 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 it's so funny uh, how many like I always see uh, these speeches people put with your you uh, from this podcast and like inspirational videos and stuff like that. Like, you just had one the other day on Break.com. I don't know if you know that where they somebody took uh, you doing a uh, like kind of like a what you just did, but put it together with like the videos and stuff. It's so amazing how many people listen to those and and. Uh, 
they're all over my Facebook nowadays of your of your uh, well I hope they help I, yeah. I do I hope they do I don't mean it I don't do it because I hope someone's gonna make a video out of it I do right. it because I'm frustrated I'm frustrated by people that I know that are just living in hell I know too many people that just they they've been lied to and they don't have anybody around them that tells them any different they don't have anybody around them that tells them this man there's a lot of paths in this life there's a lot of people that start their own businesses there's a lot of people that sell art or you know or 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 become landscapers or do things that they enjoy or you know become hunting guides or become you know someone who takes people on hiking tours there's a lot of fucking different things to mm -hmm. do in this life and everyone gets lumped into these same paths and they're just shoving us in like fucking cattle into these 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 packed in paths where everybody wants to put that stupid hat on with the tassels. Yeah, I made it. I got my paper. I got my paper that says I'm not retarded. It's, it's fucking crazy, man. And you die just like everybody else dies. You live and you die. All you're supposed to be trying to do is make enough money to get by and be happy with what you're doing. Be ha and you're going to like different shit. You're going to like different shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, the... Um what are they called the counselors or whatever oh, the, 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 the woman told me i was too stupid to go to college and then i should oh think about God. going into the military that's what or, which here. pissed me off because they're you know that's stupid but uh military or learning a trade that's what they told me i and need I to learn like, a trade yeah, okay and i need to learn a trade oh well neither of those interest me Fuck. You should learn yeah. how to kill people, Josh McDermott. You're too stupid to go to college. You, you can't sell someone. insurance. You should be out shooting strangers. Yeah. For Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, that's what they told me, man. I had horrible conversations with high school guidance counselors. They just would they no hope. There's no hope. You you don't pay attention in school. I Nancy school Klesner. That was her name. It was killing me. Nancy Klesner. Oof. Tell she me about Nancy Klesner. She was a large woman. She um I don't know, when you're a kid, I don't think you really know how old people are, but she was probably mid to late 40s at the time. She's so. probably buried right next to oh, John yeah. Candy. Oh, my God. When she <laughs> died. Fat fuck. <laughs> In the casket, they put a suitcase full of snacks with her. Extra support. But she, you know, yeah, it's like, but, she, okay, so she tells that to me. Who else did she tell that to? It's horrible. You know, and it's like, I... I thankfully kind of figured it out on my own, but how many people don't really figure it out that they just take that advice and go, oh, shit, well, I guess, I guess I should go learn to be a mechanic. Look, the world needs mechanics. I get that. But you can't just tell someone that's their lot in life because, you know, they're too stupid or something. I mean, there's some mechanics that are very brilliant. I'm sure there's some stupid ones, too. Yeah, and there's but, some mechanics that wanted to be mechanics because yeah. they love cars they enjoy it they get the thrill out of revving the engines and figuring out how to make things run better and figuring out how to i like working parts. on cars but i don't yeah. want to do that for a living you know right this is the idea that this woman can do that to you it's so disappointing Nancy that that person if, if if that was my fucking kid i would scream at that lady yeah if you came home and you know you told me that some lady told you you were too stupid to go to college and you had to be a mechanic or a a, a fucking soldier I would scream at that lady. Yeah. I would want her fired. I'm like, you fucking monster. Like, you know you're planting seeds in these kids. You're telling a child they're too dumb. How smart are you that you got fat and you're working as a guidance counselor? <laughs> you fucking dumbass. <laughs> you ain't thinking shit through. I know if I, if I came home and told my dad that, he'd, you know, I didn't, but I know if I did, he probably just would have been, well, what branch do you want to go into? Like, that, <laughs> that would have been his response, you know? That's probably why I didn't say anything. Yeah, my stepfather's thought for sure I was going to be like a fucking 
construction worker or something. They didn't have a lot of faith in me. But when you, you're coming home with all shit grades, they knew I was good at drawing. Yeah. So, like, there's thoughts that I would be an artist. But then when I wasn't even into art, and once I started getting into martial arts, I wasn't even into art anymore. So it was just like this, this transitionary period between the age of 15 to, like, 17 where there wasn't a lot of shit going on in my life where they were really worried about me. Then I started winning all these Taekwondo tournaments, and they were like, oh, okay, well, he's doing something good. Mm-hmm. you know. But even then, they were worried about that, and they didn't want They was totally discouraging. They never saw me fight once. I probably fought. I probably had 100 amateur fights, wow. and my parents never saw one of them. Not wow. one. Yeah. I'm surprised I, you got out of the art because you were so good at it that at such a, at a young age. that I mean, like, way better than most people. Well, I, I told you what happened. I had a really shitty art teacher in high school. Yeah. An asshole. He was just a really angry, bitter guy. He was just this pot-bellied dummy that had given up on life. He was just, yeah. This is this guy. This is my impression of my art teacher in high school. <laughs> That's how he was. That was his energy. And he didn't like me. He didn't like me because I was I had I had a lot of energy. I was dynamic. I wanted to just fucking run through walls. I mean, I was wired when I was a kid. Right. And, I, and everything I would draw was like dragons eating villages, and it was all like fucking people running for their lives, getting hacked to death by swords. <laughs> I, I was an angry kid. And I drew a lot of crazy shit, werewolves tearing apart rib cages. You know, was, that was what I drew. You know, and he that's was like, what interested you. He's like, you got to stop doing that. But I'm like, that's what I like. I like that kind of stuff. Like, and I remember him saying this to me. Well, if you get a job as an illustrator, you're going to perhaps have to draw something that you don't enjoy drawing. Like, maybe you'll have to do a diaper ad, okay? So you're going to have to learn that. And I remember thinking, I'm out. That's yeah. it. I'm not doing diaper ads. And so I stopped drawing. Wow. Yeah. I remember this guy was so, it was just so negative and influential. Because enthusiasm is very influential. But negativity is also influential. And where I was connecting this world of failure to this guy's path. And I was like, well, I don't want to be an art teacher like this fucking shithead, just working with a bunch of people and squashing their dreams. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't like I wasn't talented. Like, I still have those images, and I put some of them up on Instagram. And I this is shit I drew in 1983. Okay, I was in high school. I have some of these pictures. So I know I was talented. And this guy just was a douchebag. And he just didn't, he just gave me negative energy. And so I was very insecure and very young and just dumb. And, you know, I just, I, I just stayed away. I, I didn't even take art my senior year in high school. And that was my whole path. My whole path in life was I was going to be a comic book illustrator. You know, I was going to be like uh, those guys that did like the X-Men or, you know, the Incredible sure. Hulk. That was my idea. Like, I could do that. Like, and I really could have done it, but I was just so turned off by shitty teachers. You just can't squash kids. It's like terrible. That. You can't do it. It's the worst thing ever, man. And it's so common. It's so common. Happens all the time. It's Ari Shafir has a joke about it. He's got a joke about uh, it's a new one of his new bits about uh, the notorious B.I.G. You know when uh, Biggie was young, like he had uh, this rap to all the teachers who told me I ain't gonna grow up to be shit. You know I don't want to say anymore because it's a really funny joke and I want to give any of the, the joke away. But he has this whole bit about these teachers telling him that he wasn't gonna be shit. Right. That, that notorious B.I.G. was wasn't gonna be shit. Imagine it's ridiculous. It's man. so it's fucking common, man, because people don't have vision and they don't have. How could we have known Josh McDermott on that one day in Phoenix that you would grow up to be the man who's on my favorite show? How could we have known? my second favorite show? I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, Game, Game of Thrones, of Thrones is yeah. number one. But you guys are it's a strong. It's like one A and one B. It's like right up there. Hey, man, the 
I've talked to a couple of their actors and they're fans of our show just as much as we're fans well, of theirs. Nice. So, like, you know, Good for it's you. okay. <laughs> it's okay, man. Look, you're on one of the best shows ever. In my opinion, if there's a top ten of my favorite shows of all time, you're on it. Who could have ever predicted that? Top five. Okay. Five. What do you got? Top five. Uh, Sopranos. I'm, I'm not, not going to make you name ten. Sopranos, Game of Thrones, Walking Dead, Dexter first season. South Park. South Park always. Yeah. What else? Hmm. Guy. I'd have to go back. I would to, if that I was five. Yeah, that was five. I'd have to go. I have to go back through my entire viewing history and think shit. Oh, Homeland is pretty goddamn good. Even that. <sighs> even that show took a dip. I think it took a dip. Uh, I don't remember. If, I don't know what season we're in now, but because I, I, I watched, watched it all on Amazon, I so didn't I didn't watch know, the last season. The last season's not as good. I I don't know. I'm not current. How but dare you? I've watched like two or three seasons, but I feel like. Like, part of the second season, I'm going, like, I don't care what's going on. Like, I care about Saul. Yeah. But I don't care about... Uh, Carrie. Carrie and, bitch. And, uh, bet and Brody. She, bet she fucks like a wild animal. Those crazy ones. <laughs> you know? The crazy ones, they, they know how to throw. Yeah. They trick you. That's a good show, though. It's not as good as Walking Dead. And it's not. it's definitely not as good. Well, it's good. It's great. In moments, in moments, it's fantastic. But I call shows, man. It's fucking hard. Keeping a show so solid, episode after episode, season after season, That's it's got to be one of the most difficult things to do. It's tough. Like Lost. Like, I remember, um, like, the last season of Lost, I was totally done. I was so done, I didn't even watch the final episode. Yeah. I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I, I checked out. I was angry at it. That's what I did with Dexter. The last oh. episode, I didn't watch until recently, but it's, I watched the whole series and didn't watch the last episode. For, I heard it was like, so bad. It, it ended better than you would imagine. Uh, but Lost, if you re really re-watch Lost and pay attention to what you know you're supposed to pay attention mm -hmm. to, it really changes the show. It really makes it a lot better. Yeah, that make that kind of makes sense. I just read something online about one of the uh, one of the writers was at a dinner party and they were talking to him about like all the crazy shit that was inserted into the show, the polar bears or whatever. Like, there's so many things that didn't tie up at the end. And he said, "Yeah, we never had any intention of." I was just like justifying you. it. It yeah. was just we were just throwing, literally throwing in whatever. Just freaking people out. Yeah. yeah, smoke monsters and shit. I love that. I absolutely love that. There were some great moments in that show. There were some great moments in that show, but it was rapidly inconsistent. As was Dexter. Like Dexter first season. You know when Dexter went downhill? He went downhill when that dude stopped lifting weights. Because the first season, he looked like a killer. He looked like a guy who could grab people and strangle them and beat mm -hmm. their asses and stab them. And then they started getting, like, scrawny. Was that because he had like, cancer, though? Yeah, whatever. Excuses, excuses. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little leukemia. Walk it off, pussy. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't mean this, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we should probably wrap this bitch up. I think Maybe. we're out of time. Josh motherfucking McDermott. Dude, thanks for having me on. Thanks for thanks for being on. And d don't quit comedy. You're too fucking funny. I'm yes. not quitting. I'm not. I know I it's show easy. You got a nice cushy gig on The Walking Dead. You got a show tonight? Where can people see you? And um, stalk you? I'm not promoting it, actually. I, mean, see I, I don't know where it is. It's in Long Beach. Oh, That's yeah, all yeah, I know. yeah. Long Beach. Uh, just Google it. You'll find him. It's probably <laughs> at the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. Is that where it is? Or is it? It's not that. It's like a one-night show. Sort oh, of thing. some weirdo spot. All right, my friend. Uh, you can follow Josh I on... on... I found it on Rub Maps. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow Josh on Twitter. 
It is Josh McDermott, D-E-R-M-I-T-T. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, do you have a website? Uh, I do, joshmcdermott.com. Oh, Shazam. But Instagram and Facebook, it's all just Josh McDermott. And watch him on the motherfucking Walking Dead. Goddamn, son, congratulations. Thanks, man. It is really fucking cool to see you on TV. Thanks, dude. I haven't separated you from the character, though. I'm enjoying your character, <laughs> which oh. I thought was weird, because I know you as a human being. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like, that's fucking Josh. Okay, but but it's all right, you know. It's I still like it doesn't take away from the enjoyment at all. Like, oh, I, good. I accept you as this wacky fake scientist dude, but I still know it's you. It's awesome, uh, Brian. Anything coming up? Friday, Ice House. Friday at the Ice House, you fucks. Yeah, Judah Freelander, I think might be doing it. So Go there, be be a part of that. Get some. All right, nice. you nice. savages. All right, much love, my friends. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh,